Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 22nd of April 2021. This is The Gap, episode 562. I'm Luke Laurie, and this is my show. You've all been lied to last week, you see. Uh, Job said that basically I was kicked off, but it turns out I'm the one with the keys to this castle, baby. Uh, I've got all the logons, I've got all the passwords, and without those, he can't do anything. So it's just me today. Um, I've got two great games to talk about here. We've got Oddworld Soulstorm and Dead by Daylight, which, um, yeah. I mean, if we had someone else here, there might be a lot more to talk about. But unfortunately, it's just me. It's it's the Luke podcast now. We need a new name as well. <laughs> I think. I feel hang like. on, hang well, on. You can't change the name as well, okay? At least I was going to keep the name the same. God damn. This, re- look, look. Wait, okay. what is this? Who's that? Who's talking? You know who it I've is. Been, I've been hacked. Glass Smash, uh, Steve Austin music. Oh, by God. It's Job's music. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still here. Uh, look. Right, it was all a ruse. It wasn't a ruse. I mean, the truth is, right, fucking Kleb got us to play, got me to play Apex Legends. And hmm. uh, and when Luke pointed out that he had, you know, the keys to the castle, that he had, you know, full control, yeah. I realized that really Kleb's addition, what Kleb brought to the podcast, which was getting me to play Apex Legends again, which I... You know, I want some games in, but I didn't have a fantastic time in. Um, you know, it was it was about the same as Luke. So I'm like, oh, it's probably easier if we just go back to Luke, the Luke show. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You know, just tell me real quick. I can't believe you got you kicked me off last week and then made me edit the podcast too. <laughs> that is. <laughs> was, uh, I thought it was a baller move, but uh, in retrospect, it was what they call in bird culture a dick move uh <laughs> they uh hey tell me uh how many hours of outriders have you played since you were last on the podcast um a couple um not a whole lot because i think i because it's trash because it's a shit game and nobody's playing it anymore and you're like oh and you're like oh yeah i don't want to play it. no i I did play more i played um and i I finished the the game and then uh did some of the the end game expedition content yep um i haven't played it since i think the last big or the first big patch that they that they put out yeah right uh because i i literally have I got back like last night? <laughs> oh, um, any excuse, any excuse, eh? Hey? Uh, it's bleeding yeah. players, you know, it's doing well. Uh, down a hundred thousand players from its all time peak, so it's you know, that's good. It never, well, really, I mean, it's a it's, it's, it's not, like not a it's, a it's not a live service game. We've talked about this, it's not like it's it had hundreds it? of thousands of players in the first place. So, yeah, all well, people were playing it. That's that's not bad. Yep, yep, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, anyway. anyway. Anyway, uh, I thought we would kick this week off with a uh, an interview I did uh, with the team behind Boomerang X, uh, which is a new game coming out from Dang. Uh, you got to say it like that because it's got an exclamation mark on the end yep. of the name. Uh, so you got to say Dang. Uh, and so I spoke to Sam and Ben, uh, who sort of had the the genesis of the idea about about boomerang x uh it's about 20 minutes um 
it's a really good chat just talking through you know how they they took it from a game jam idea uh all the way through to a, a full project uh and yeah i had a, a lot of fun talking to them um so i thought we would chuck that in here and uh then we will talk about boomerang x and uh, i should mention that um we can't put this podcast up until after the embargo which is like midnight tonight by the way my time easy let's go to that ben and sam from dang my name is sam sweet um i am uh the uh i guess uh one of two programmers uh, and the technical artist on a video game called boomerang x developed by our company dang uh with an exclamation mark um (laughs) Uh, you know, currently being published by Devolver. Um, it's first-person boomerang throwing, uh, kind of acrobatic nightmare. Um, ben, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I do. I'm also working on Boomerang X. I'm Ben Calkins, and I'm a 3D artist slash animator, and also the music and sound guy on the project. Awesome, and yeah, I'm Joe. Uh, like Doug was saying, uh, guys. Uh, I think the easiest way to jump into it is uh, like, why don't we talk about how you like the idea for Boomerang X came about? Like, how did I understand it was originally a game jam? Jam? Oh, how did you know? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. game is not from a game jam game originally? I'll tell you, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so the gestation of this game is actually sort of it's been in the making for a a lot longer than we've been working on it properly. Um, it was what was it? It was the summer of like 20. 17 i think, was, I think. Yeah, 2017 me and sam uh and the rest of the dang gang were doing um a different project at the time and we are really sick of it so we abandoned it and then me and sam decided to do this game jam hosted by mark brown the gmtk game jam i think it was the first one and the prompt was dual purpose design so we were just like throwing the ball around and it's i i think it, it came out of thin air it was like yeah what if there's a boomerang and uh when you throw it, you can click again and you'll teleport to it. And that was it. We were like, all right, let's, uh, let's do that. And then we, um, try to, uh, banged out some of the other details. Like, Oh, what do the enemies look like? Uh, Sam brought in some inspiration from devil daggers. Like, Oh, enemies are one hit kills, but there's a lot of them and it's going to be wave based gameplay in an arena. So we did the game jam. We lost, which is really sad. <laughs> you know what? We won in our hearts and we, we won, won in our hearts. I think the important thing is that the game is, is cool to us so yeah exactly when i saw that we got no mention i stood up on the couch <laughs> I, and stood I was, up on the couch I couldn't you, believe it you walked up onto the table and uh, onto a shelf jumped up and down i did 500 jumping jacks <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the, but the yeah real that winning was... is the friends you make along the way right you know absolutely absolutely <laughs> the long lasting collaboration but yeah um we liked it. Sort of, yeah, I think it was. Oh yeah, we loved it. It, it. it was pretty fun to make, and and we showed it off. Um, we were college students at the time, so we showed it off at our sort of local um, school, like game festival, and people seemed to dig it. So, I uh, like two years later, we started actually working on it as a real game. Um, was it? I guess it was two and a right? more. Like it must have been two and a half, maybe a little bit more, because. Um, from when we, gra- uh, from when we graduated, we started working on a different project, but that sort of didn't go anywhere. And, uh, and maybe, I think it was almost two years past from then to us canning that project and saying, okay, let's actually take Boomerang X and turn that into something 
a little bit more fleshed out, and that was almost two years ago, and now we're coming to the end of uh, end of the project. It's actually been going pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. it's a big, uh, yeah, a big learning process. Lots of sort of prototypes and failed things along the way, but I think you know I'm, I'm super super happy with what we have. Yeah, excellent. So, what what do you uh, what do you think was what was that one piece that you feel turned it from, you know, you said earlier, you know, turned it into a real game. Uh, what was that one piece, do you think, that turned it into a real game? Was it just the the genesis of the idea to do that? Or was there some element in the game that you feel needed to happen before you felt like it was that? Or or what do you, what do you think? I think if there, maybe if there was one mechanic that the Game Jam version didn't have that the real version really needed, it was sort of momentum like in the game jam version you throw your boomerang and you can you sort of zip to it right away and yep. you um just sort of stop in the air which was cool and that demo is you know version is still up people want to try it it's fine <laughs> but the, <laughs> the thing that's you know fun uh, now is you throw it and you kind of maintain your momentum um as you as you go in that direction so you can kind of you get more sort of moving arcs of like just motion uh, feels very satisfying. I think it kind of wouldn't work without that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a little bit more to the secret sauce of what was, was the foundation of it sort of being able to get extrapolated on, which is, it was something that a guy who uh, actually went to the same college we went to said that I heard at like, um, at PAX East, he said, um, what did he say? He said, if your most basic form of the idea is really cool, whatever you do, you don't have to change the fundamentals. You're just making it better. And I kind of feel like the Game Jam version had that fundamental idea that worked really well, which is that you can fly in a really unconventional way. And everything we've done is just making that better, more accessible, feel better to a player. I feel like just that core DNA, though, I feel like that was largely there from the start and everything we've done is just sort of build on that idea to make it more palatable and better for people to interface with. Yeah. I think that's sort of what's so great about making full games out of game jam games is that to get a game jam game working at all, it has to be super simple and like very, you know, like a a tight little idea. And then you can kind of build on that infinitely. Um, It's sort of like the, to make a game jam game at all, it has to be like, pretty scalable i guess is maybe the way to put it so it works pretty well to 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 expand most game jam games that way you can kind of get something feeling really nice right away yeah um yeah uh if there's like you know if if you could sort of just build on it forever you know you have to call it at some point is there anything that uh you had to you know just cut Right at the end, oh. of the year, you know you. Oh, oh Job! Oh man! Oh man! If we could be doing this for ten more years, if we had to, I... <laughs> all right. Which which cut hurts the most then in your soul? Oh, secret stuff, I think. <laughs> Things that you don't just find by uh, playing the game the normal way. I, by secret uh, stuff, I don't mean like stuff we can't tell you. I mean maybe we can't. I'm not sure what the rules are. But, like stuff that would be stuff that would be like a secret to someone just playing the game. Like in Dark Souls, there's hidden walls and like yeah. hidden bosses and hidden areas. And we had one idea for a hidden boss, and we realized that we really can't afford with like a super. We have a like a very tight schedule, so we realized we couldn't afford to do anything that we didn't think everyone was going to see, which really hurt because we thought it would be really cool. 
Yeah. Like we had an idea for a, a secret final boss, and now that final boss is just the regular final boss of the game. And we were gonna have a fake final boss, like a fake out, like ah, we're gonna trick you into thinking this is the real final boss, but we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool, but I mean, honestly, I don't know. I really like the way it, it flows right now. It's like pretty good to have that. I don't know. It's like you can really like if you're just focusing on one ending, you can like really tune the crescendo in a way that feels really nice. And I think it's pretty solid. So no spoilers. But... <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> um, you mentioned Devil Daggers before. If that game is uh, Quake, from my experience uh, with Boomerang X, it's a bit more like Trimes, right? Like, the, especially with the conservation of momentum and the <sighs> speed and... Uh, Joe, thank God. I'm so happy you mentioned tribes. I, you were the first person who's mentioned <laughs> tribes. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I wow, I didn't know you felt feeling. so strongly. <laughs> People uh, talk about this movie Crawl and Devil Daggers so much, and I just want one person to mention tribes, because <laughs> that game was so much my bread and butter in high school. And it, I was definitely thinking about it, thinking about it when we were making this. Like, and I feel like the difference is in tribes. You're like sort of skating on the ground. Yeah. Whereas this is sort of you get the same feeling, just uninhibited, and you're in the air and flying around. But yeah, for me, tribes is I'm the only person in the world who's played tribes. <laughs> me and you, Joe, are the only two people. Yeah. <laughs> One of us had to play at about you know 500 ping. So uh... <laughs> right. Um, what what is it about like that that sort of feeling of momentum and and movement that that you think uh, like captures the imagination of players? Uh, because it, it certainly you know isn't in every game. Hmm. Yeah, good question. Oh man, I mean, I, think, I yeah. definitely think that. Oh, I mean, Sam, if you've got an answer, I don't. You go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think you and I have like sort of a shared love for like Mirror's Edge. Stuff oh, that's man. very sort of, it's not about a secondary goal. It's just the motion itself is supposed to feel good. And that's kind of why I, would, I think we were so into the idea is that even without fighting enemies, it just feels cool to move around. Like the aesthetic of the motion is really, is really pretty interesting and engaging. Like I've, I've played the hell out of Mirrors, which I love that game. And again, another thing, if we'd had more time, it would have been cool to just explore like the non-combat uses of the boomerang. Like, just moving through a space or solving some sort of 3D environment puzzle with it, that would have been really neat. But um, yeah, that would have been pretty interesting. I uh, think, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a very liber- It's sort of a very liberating mechanic. I think it's sort of, if, if you're going to make a game that's this um, simple, I think the, the, the game, you know, in terms of gameplay systems, is not very complicated. There's not a ton going on. And, and Devil Daggers is the same way, to like an absurd degree, right? Um, I think those kinds of games really, really live and die on feel. It has to feel like just really, really good to be touching the controller. You know what I mean? Like it, it, if if it, if that doesn't work, the whole thing crumbles. And if they, you know, for some some other stuff, it doesn't. Whatever I don't know, like base building games or something don't don't need that so much. But FPS games really do. I think you kind of need like, some, you know, that Titanfall thing, or where it's like, just it just oof. It just feels good. <laughs> you don't got to think to do something. You want something to happen, it just happens. I want to wall climb. I'm, I'm just or I'm wall running. I'm wall running. Don't even have to think about it. And that skill floor to skill ceiling thing, right? Like you know, with Titan Four, you start off and maybe you can wall run, and then by the end of it, you're 
swinging from wall to wall and like grapple hooking everywhere and you're trying to get out of the map and all this kind of shit oh for sure fucking oh yeah ninja god oh Oh, oh, we can say fuck on this podcast oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those podcasts huh okay great (laughs) i mean you're totally right like I mean, we've been playing Boomerang X for so long that we forget what it looks like when we see someone who's never played it play it. Like, it's really a different sort of way of, like, interacting and moving through a space. And it just reminds us of how much room there is from when you start to how good you can get and the potential of the idea in terms of how maneuverable you're able to make yourself become. You become the air ninja. We want you to become the air ninja by the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh well, and and it's got a really interesting like uh curve as well, you know. It it you've done a really good job with sort of Thank you. breadcrumbing players. Well, I mean I felt like it worked well for me. Uh I don't know how other people are going to go, but I I do think that uh yeah, you've you've done a really good job. It starts out really um you know, introduces the the basics and then suddenly you're you're all over the place flinging yourself from here to there one thing i noticed uh you got the ability to slow down time mm. yeah if you instead remove the temporality of that and just uh halted your momentum uh you could put two people in a uh in a in the same room with the same power <laughs> oh, okay true. i see what you're i see where this is going which of you two <laughs> would win in that fight Oh man! Probably. Well, I play. Ten. I play tennis, so I might get myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's requ- requires some sort of reaction time, right? <laughs> I think you would win. Ben, I think has played more than I have. Yeah. Oh my god! I think I've that's played probably, probably just under. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna guess three thousand hours. I or have. I, what, if I just look on Steam, I have thirteen hundred hours on Steam locked. So Ooh. that's pretty absurd. <laughs> but that is huge. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's only since we started having steam tracking too. I guess. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I, it, it is so hard too to figure out that. Um, I don't know, like figuring out difficulty, figuring out that skill ceiling stuff is like so complicated. Yeah, it, it's really um, it's trickier than than you might think. Was there anything yeah. you looked at that helped you along the way? Like helped you get there in the end, or did you sort of? I'd just... say so. Yeah, I think that me and Sam again. I think we have sort of like. Like, we've geeked out a lot over, like, the Valve dev commentaries and how they sort of reveal their process for tutorializing. That's another one of those things that if we'd had more time, like, there's a lot I think we could have done better in our tutorial. But because we didn't have a lot of time, we had to sort of rush the way things are introduced to you. But we did sort of try to treat it like, okay, we give you one thing. We give you just some amount of time to get used to it before, then we give you the next thing, like... um, in the yeah, first arena, it, all we've done is given you the yeah. boomerang and told you that if you charge it, um, it'll throw farther. And nothing else. We don't really tell you anything else beyond that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think it works okay. It's it, 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 it's Hopefully people will, will... It'll be good enough that people will get it. But it's not at the level of, like, um, you know, Portal, where the whole game is, like, so geniusly, the tutorial. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so I guess it's a question to audiences as well, right? You know, your your audience isn't the portal audience necessarily. You are uh, 
I That's mean, obviously, true. you'd love for it to, <laughs> to have the same oh, yeah. reach. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, I guess. <laughs> I guess it has more to do with, like, um, like the lessons of, like, that game, are, I, I would say, are pretty universal in terms of how they teach people stuff, which is, like, here's a mechanic. I'm going to tell you only about this one mechanic, and then you have... As much time as our five years of playtesting will tell us you need for, us, for you to figure it out before then we can move on to telling you about the next right. thing. So you don't even notice that yeah. you've, you've had to learn something new. Portal, yeah, now we're just talking about Portal. <laughs> portal I'm going to contrast that. Out? Did you see that shit? Oh, which which was? Too busy, but uh, Portal Reloaded came out, which is, uh, you know... Using, I don't even know what that is. Uh, they, they took Portal and they added a third Portal, which is the... <laughs> Oh my god! The is this a mod portal? It's, uh, oh, it's uh, that's officially awesome. released uh, this this week, and uh, oh, so I, got, I, like, I gotta check that out. You gotta okay, think cool. in four dimensions. <laughs> it is a brain wrinkler. Uh, I'm looking at a picture. This is the jankiest looking shit. This is a green square between oh, yeah. two portals. It's, it's, it's ugly. <laughs> oh, awesome! I love that. But uh, it's awesome. <laughs> but the puzzles are fantastic. Mm. Um, oh, I check this out. Yeah, I'll play that. Uh, so you guys got what forty three hundred hours in Boomerang X, conservatively speaking, uh, uh, something like that. Yeah, one billion for probably <laughs> <laughs> somewhere around there. Have you guys thrown real boomerangs very much? I've thrown one boomerang. I think when I was like thirteen. Okay. You know, I used to I used to have a boomerang that was semi similar to the one in the game. It was made of foam. Yeah, <gasps> and it was shaped like an X, right? right? Yeah, it was X shaped. Yeah, mm. it was one of those. Yeah. So I don't know if that actually influenced the design in any way. No. But... <laughs> I mean, I, I can I tell know. you, for me, it definitely did. Um, I mean, when we were doing the Game and Jam game, when you're anyone's doing any Game Jam, you have to sort of make decisions on your own. So like, I was like, uh, it shouldn't just look like a regular boomerang because it's a crazy boomerang. I was like, ah, I remember all the boomerangs you find at Walmart are like cheap like an X. That's a crazy boomerang. That's <laughs> it's going to be an action. I literally, the original game jam game literally looks like that. Like, like yeah, it looks almost soft, exactly plushy like the, toy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was terrible with those things too. You just, I mean, you throw it into the wall and then you're like, well, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to throw it. We used to, we, you know, growing up in Australia, we used to play, you know, we'd throw boomerangs about once a year whenever our PE teacher was extremely yeah. hungover. Uh, they'd just crack out the boomerangs and we'd go out and throw them in the field. And it takes some doing getting it to come back. I think, you know, those X ones, actually, they're easier to come back than the traditional U-shape or... Would it be you? An upside oh, down sure. That makes sense. Right? Probably the aerodynamics of that are like... Right? Like, they've crafted that shit beautifully yeah. to make it... Well, yeah, we really return. captured the essence of being inhumanly good at throwing a boomerang. That's true. You cannot fuck <laughs> it up in the game. <laughs> you cannot mess it up. And that is what it's like if you're really good at throwing a boomerang. That is yeah. exactly it. That's the, the pro-level boomerang shit. Um, <laughs> have you... Does, like, have you gotten on to devolve to make boomerangs yet like some X oh boomerangs. man that would like be just cool fucking throw the someone brought out. that up like, so, somebody was happy. we don't have to pay for it right <laughs> sure. right that's devolver stuff right come on come on sure do it yeah, who, just do, do it because you want it do it because you want to do it <laughs> if people if, uh, if any of our fans any of our many fans want to um send us pictures of uh, homemade boomerangs <laughs> that they created with their own money um, I would love to see it. 
and giant caterpillars <laughs> that they can talk to exactly or something um yeah Job, i think you may have played this game <laughs> <laughs> a little bit which uh the amount of played means that i can't put this up until after the preview embargo but i have played it uh, i'm yeah i'm having a, a ball with it i think my the only thing I feel like is missing is is what you were talking about before those uh, puzzle platforming levels. Uh, I wish it like it's it might be my favorite thing in in games that doesn't involve multiplayer shooting. Uh, yeah. It's puzzle platforming. <laughs> I, I absolutely adore it. But um, I was wondering, were you guys planning on like opening it up to, I guess, uh, like level design, like created like custom created level design or anything like that or is that too oh my god that would be so cool i mean if people could just we were just like hey do it we don't have to do anything then sure (laughs) well it's true i think it's 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 just a a matter of of implementation it would be pretty tricky to get that to work but i i I would love it if i mean if if we could just snap our fingers and make this game like super moddable oh my god i would love to see what people come up with Oh, yeah, I, I mean, there's... Oh, sorry. No, you got it, you got it. I was... Just, like, the ceiling on things that, like, would be so cool to have that I know people are going to play the game and say, well, why don't they have this? And I'm going to go, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm crying because I know we wanted it to, but we couldn't do it because we didn't want to work on the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we got so tired. But, yeah, like, I mean, I that is actually something I don't think we ever had thought about was, like, sort of map makers a la Halo style. Um, I don't even know how we would do that. It's so hard to make these maps without having to make tools for it. I don't know how we do yeah. it. <laughs> maybe we could figure something out down the line. I would love to. Yeah, maybe we'll figure something out. Well, I'd like- You've just given us an idea. We're going to give you 0%, by the way. <laughs> yes! <laughs> if we ever do anything. <laughs> wow. Great. Um, well, I, look, as long as I get the 100% of all merch, I'm fine. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, you got one piece of merch guaranteed that I know of. we're doing a vinyl release. But other than that, oh, we'll nice. see if, the, if there's a demand. We'll get that boomer the, those boomerangs off the assembly line that actually work. Yeah, Ben is not just like the one in the game. Ben will just... be modest about this, but the music is very good. It's great. Yeah, it is. It is. It's 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 a fantastic soundtrack. Um, well, thank you. I I don't spend a lot of time with music on in games because like i was saying multiplayer shooters you turn it all off uh but i I love it when it matches the feeling that you want out of what you're doing in the game and uh yeah it does marry really well uh oh glad to hear it thank you it's pretty sweet there's a lot of complicated uh stuff going on behind the scenes making sure it like all feels that classic uh, dynamic uh, wise shit dynamic yeah exactly (laughs) um another question i did have was uh normally in kill chamber games uh you have to kill everyone before we move on um yes but you don't have to kill everyone in boomerang x i think it's a fantastic change what led Mm. to that decision i can tell you exactly what led to that decision um I think I may have brought this up based on my experiences with Doom 2016, which is a great game, and I really, really like that and Doom Eternal a lot. But I remember there were a lot of moments where you'd be near the end of a fight, and there'd be a couple of enemies left, and because you target your biggest priorities first, all that's left is sort of like the middling enemies, and if the space is really big, you actually are spending time having to figure out where they are rather than feeling this tension of, 
like, am I going to make it to the end? It's just sort of like I'm I'm cleaning up the um, scraps at the end of the fight. And the music's still going like, dur, nur, nur, nur. Yeah. but the momentum in the gameplay isn't there. So us having enemies that you actually have to kill and some that you can just leave hanging out means that when you get down to the end of a wave, there will still be enemies in the arena because you haven't had to actually go through and mop them all up. Yeah. So there's still that continued momentum through to the end of a wave. That's that danger and that you know the the general presence of of terror that that occurs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it, I am one thousand percent in agreement with you about. I, I wrote the review for IGN of Doom twenty sixteen. Oh no, kidding! And uh, oh, great. That's I, awesome. I wrote in that review that that was one of my least favorite things about the kill chamber <laughs> design. Um, so oh, cool. I, I well, thrilled, there you go. <laughs> thrilled when I was like, I, I, I think it finally clicked when I was bouncing around one of the levels that, uh, yeah, at, when there's only one or two left, uh, they highlight in yellow, right? And yeah. uh, you can directly find them, but there's still so much going on around you and you're like, oh shit, okay, well, I just need to get that guy. Uh, I've got one blip of health left because uh, I've been... You know, I just found the poison guys, and uh, uh-huh. they were, they were a little tougher than I was expecting. They, they didn't <laughs> die like everyone else immediately. Uh, so uh, I better get straight to that shit as opposed to fucking about for a little bit longer. And uh, right. yeah. yeah, no, it was a uh, fantastic like those moments of games where like that one thing dawns on you and you're, you you realize something and it levels up your experience, levels up your game. Oh. Like uh, it's it's fantastic especially in these sorts of games where it is about mastery it is about being better at all times uh and and i think yeah you guys have just nailed it done such a good job thank you so much well that's very flattering um but yeah that's actually all the questions i've got um yeah uh thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me guys uh good luck with the Mm. launch uh i'm excited to play the full thing I don't know how yeah. much further I can go in the version of the game that I've got, but uh, I might wait till it's fully out so I can play it all at once uh, from scratch. But yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, cool. And yeah, well done on, on making a fantastic experience. Oh, thank, well, thank you. you. Thanks so much for having us. This yeah. Great. It's fun. Alrighty. Uh, so that was Ben and Sam uh, and obviously me and no Luke. Uh, but yeah, it was good good chat um boomerang x uh yeah it's out like you're able to preview oh well, I, I was able to preview it um you can play a demo of it though uh mm. if, if you want to check it out it's a really compelling uh execution of their basic idea which uh you know they explained in that interview but uh in case you skipped over it uh, um the idea was you know uh what if you threw the boomerang and it would come back to you, but you could always, you could also return to the boomerang. Oh, uh, okay. Like and so, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, one, you know, one of the other things they talked about, it was, uh, the, the challenge of adding momentum and mo- maintaining momentum and what that does to the gameplay and stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a, f- like a, a really good execution of the concept. Um, they talked about, a, you know, the, the, a bunch of games that sort of inspired them, like Devil Daggers. Uh, we talked about Tribes and stuff. But uh, 
like it does give me that tribes feeling. That's what I really like about it. Is is that like I, I get this really deep, uh, nostalgic feeling of tribes. You know when you got really fucking good at skiing. <clears throat> yeah. And you would all belt into. I remember playing um, right right when Game Arena shut down. I remember we were all playing Tribes Ascend together a lot. Right before High Res shit the bed with it uh, and started making it pay to win. Um, I remember. I think it was you and me and Junglist and uh, a couple of other people were all like well into it and like we had this fantastic ability like this system at play where we were just super capable of uh like chaining together skiing and so we'd play a cat and <clears> a flag <throat> and it would just be this blitz like once you got up to speed you just scoot in grab the flag scoot straight out again and it didn't matter if like we we wound up playing against high level players and they would be able to cap you at speed and uh someone like someone else jung had come in or you'd come in and pick up the fucking flag and and the returns would be fucking out of control and it was fantastic and boomerang x isn't quite at that same speed but it does have that same momentum and mastery of mobility that uh that i really enjoy and so it's it's really triggering that uh that nostalgia vibe for me uh we we did talk about it a bit in the interview um hmm. that i my my biggest wish and you know they're a five person team um so they have to draw like have to draw the line somewhere but uh my biggest wish is that it had like at at the start at this point uh like on a release it'll be a game where you move and you use these powers in kill chambers um mm. but what i wish it had was uh puzzle platforming between the kill right. chambers that's what i that's what i yeah, yeah. i wish it had that would be the icing on the cake <clears throat> for it but uh mm. even without it it's still a like it's a it, it's almost that Doom Eternal style puzzle combat, um, except without the ammo, like without the resource management that I think uh, turned a lot of people off Doom Eternal, or not a lot of people, yeah. turned some people off Doom Eternal. That was one of those cases where you had to be thinking in Doom Eternal's terms to really master that shit. Uh, whereas, uh, yeah, the slow ramp that Do Boomerang Axe has. So basically... You throw a boomerang out, you teleport to it, but you maintain your momentum in that direction. As you go on, you slowly uh, acquire more skills. Yeah. Uh, extra skills like a, a burst that can take out a bunch of enemies at once or like a super attack that can sort of, you can just like normally you have to charge up your boomerang to throw it out really far, but you can sort of just do it really quick uh, in a straight line. It'll take out it like basically everything in a line and you've got these abilities that you sort of put together uh, as you go through that really like empowers you and enables you like everything dies in one shot but yeah. the way you find that shot that's the essence of the game and i think it works really well um hmm. yeah having a lot of fun with it uh i haven't finished it yet uh i'm not allowed to uh 
the details in the embargo were like, don't go beyond this level. I'm like, okay. I'm not going to, like, I, I think I could <laughs> continue to play, but I also yeah. think that if I did, I would wind up talking about shit in those later levels because I always, yeah. always fucking do uh, on this podcast. Hmm. And then Luke has to go in and fucking edit shit. Um, but no, it's, it's, yeah. If you like that sort of, like, idea, that concept. Uh, oh, the other thing is, and we talked about it, in the interview, um, it was originally a, it was a, it was a clicker game to start with. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate clicker game. Uh, no, we talked about they've got this uh, system where you only have to kill. You don't have to kill everything in the kill chamber to move on mm-hmm. to the next round or wave. Uh, you only have to kill the enemies marked with a certain with a yellow beacon. And we right. talked about it. Uh, the genesis of that idea came from playing Doom 2016 and getting really bored with the kill chambers, which, uh, I don't know, I, uh, I've i been told many a time that Doom 2016 was flawless and couldn't be improved upon. And uh, I do remember reading a review that hmm. specifically mentioned that as a sticking point for Doom 2016. Oh, it was my review! Ah! Uh, anyway... Uh, it was pretty funny. I, I uh, remember reading a, 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 an interview with the game director of that game very recently <laughs> saying that, that Doom 2016 wasn't a perfect game for combat as well, <laughs> despite what he said previously. He's, oh. yeah. He, he, at one point, he said that if you were bad at shooters, you would uh, just gravitate to one weapon. And then he changed yeah. his tune recently, and he said that if you were really good at shooters... You would find that one weapon and, and exploit the game. And exploit the game. So <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, I want to mention um, uh, Ghost Runner. Did you ever get a chance to play that? No, I've got it downloaded, uh, and yeah. I think I keep forgetting to jump in. But check that out. That's a. Um, I mean, the things you're talking about right now with like puzzle platforming, yeah. one-shot kills, um, like kill chambers, that's that's that game. It's it's yeah. these puzzly sort of chambers. You've got to work together with the platforming aspect and everything dies in one shot and it slowly gives you new powers and new types of enemies. Uh, and then going from like one kill chamber to the next, there's all these wall running and double the jumping and grappling. Yeah. And um, I... I, I thought that was really good i saw that game i feel like i got an email about it recently saying they were doing like some dlc or nice. something like that yeah i'll give it a look because uh yeah it's definitely i've got the the feeling for that sort of game again i remember playing the demo of ghost runner and yeah i think i i don't know why i didn't wind up playing i think you played it at a time when something yeah. else was going oh I no i was, was playing busy I was playing, it wasn't busy. I was playing Jedi Fallen Order and I was like, oh yeah, I'll get to it. Uh, and then, but I like forgot after I finished mm. Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which yeah. by the way, if you're listening, you should just play on easy. Just play on easy. Oh my God. I mean, I said this, you said it was the best game ever made. And then I showed you a video and you were like, actually looks right. Once again, get the fuck the out combat, of here. The get combat's the, back. Get the fuck. Oh Combat's God, not bad. Combat was not you off the fucking podcast again. Wasn't up to the uh, the levels. Um, 
All right, cool. Good interview. I'll have to go listen to that one because um, I've not listened to to anything. Uh, I've, I've I've been a, uh, basically been away. Um, I didn't put this down here, but um, so like last uh, last month we got our COVID vaccinations and decided to go on a holiday because we've been stuck inside. Well, I've been stuck inside the better part of a year now yeah <clears throat> um and so we went on a road trip around uh parts of america basically started off in california went to like southern california uh across to arizona um went to like navajo nation uh up to wow. utah across to nevada um very briefly like we didn't even we didn't stay there we kind of just went past like area 51 and um to some very gimmicky shops down there oh yeah <laughs> where like people were sitting behind us talking about their ufo experiences and um sharing videos and things like that and that was awesome. good it was that excellent awesome. <laughs> um did and then back in? to did you tell them your own we were sitting there <laughs> no we were just sitting there listening i was i was in a jungle i was in a jungle <laughs> and this dude my teammate he was really my handler. He gets his arm shot off, and it just keeps firing as it falls to the ground. It was r- ridiculous. <laughs> you can see the up in the trees. <laughs> yeah, um, and then from there we went to uh, uh, back into California to Death Valley, and stayed in the desert for two days. Um, so anyway, that was just that like was basically doing shrooms and shit, like ayahuasca and. DMT yeah. and looking up at the stars and being like, wow, look at the size of this universe. Yeah. Hmm. Or in a caravan chasing after a fly. I don't know. I only know of Death Valley from TV shows. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's what people do in them. They either do shrooms or there's that one episode. No, that's not even Death Valley. It's just general New Mexico. Is that? Fuck. Oh, Maybe. Oh, whatever. Yeah. What? Um, so we were in Death Valley, uh, drove around there a bit because that's where they filmed some of the Star Wars Tatooine stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, on the, on the, so on the way back, we were driving home yesterday. Um, we were in uh, just like south of California. We were driving down um, this road. It was just like a highway that joins from one, one place to another. It was not a lot of cars there. Um, and uh, <laughs> we hear this noise above us, and then all of a sudden, this fucking jet like flies right like next to our car, and off it goes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, so it was either from like because there's the Area Fifty One Air Base is near there, um, so they must do like testing around those areas because the day before we were we were out um, hiking and looking around and things like that. And we could hear jets flying around then as well. Um, But anyway, like 10 minutes goes by. And like I said, there's not a lot of cars on this road at all. It's like every once in a while, a car goes past you. Um, And then we hear another noise. This one is much louder. And it goes, we're we're on a straight road and it goes directly like over the top of us. And then like fucking this jet just turns and darts off to somewhere else. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like they're practicing bombing our car at this stage because <laughs> this, or they're like testing, like, or just like, oh, let's just fucking 
fly over this car. Why not? Yeah, let's. let's it sounds like fun. Let's fucking boom these these rubes. Let's just show off. Going for a fucking drive, <clears throat> like yeah. I mean, they do. They necessarily have to be near, like from a base nearby. They could be like from it. The range on those jets, right? They could mm. be from fucking half a country away. They could be, but you you'd, they you'd think do that they'd be your entire. Like the distance you'd traveled over the course of however many yeah. days, they could do it in like fucking half an hour or some shit, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it just happened to be that we were close to a US airbase, so I yeah. think it was probably right. That um, maybe anyway, they weren't allowed to fun. buzz the tower back on the base, and they're like, oh, I'm going to buzz this car instead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fly right over the top of it. Like there was no need to. No need to. We're the only fucking car around, and they're like, oh yeah, let's do. This. How did you not this record this? Well, because by the time it, like, goes over the top of your car and then leaves, it's fucking gone. Like, yeah. it's out of there. <laughs> um, so we didn't get a chance. Like, we could sort of see it off in the distance turning around and we will thinking maybe it'll come back. And my wife had her, like, camera out, her phone, but it didn't do a second loop. I think we got destroyed at that stage. They were looking for a, another oh, yeah. target to hit. Right. Um was anyway, it shaped uh, like a plane? Or was it sort of like a saucer? Cylinder. Shape? Yeah. Oh, a cylinder. Oh, shit. The cigar <laughs> type. That's. Yeah. I think that's rare. You should go back to Roswell. Let them know. <laughs> Tell those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I haven't played a lot of games. Um, there is some stuff on here I, I, I may briefly mention. Listen to some audio podcasts or audio books. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the first one we kicked off with was The Sandman. Um, oh, yeah. It's obviously a really highly rated audiobook. Um, written, uh, it's a graphic novel written by Neil Gaiman um, many, many, many years ago um, and has been adapted recently to an audiobook that has, like, an amazing cast on it. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's ridiculous. It's got, like, James McAvoy, Kat Dennings, Riz Ahmed. yeah. Um, some dude who sounds like I thought it was like Sh- Sean Bean or something, or, or like Liam Neeson at the start. Oh, that could have been something else. Um, anyway, and um, it's not. It wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, so we listened to that. That um, I think is a very impenetrable audio book to listen to for somebody that's not read the graphic novel. Oh, really? uh, because it just jumps around so much in terms of what is going on in that book and like where you are in any given moment. Cause um, like even at the start of that book, the first chapter, it, it goes through like decades of, of like uh, time jumps and um, you're introduced to so many characters and some chapters just aren't with the main character and you don't get back to that main character for like right, a couple yeah. hours later. And it's just, um, there are definitely chapters in there. that are very good. And you, you get right into it, and there's others that are just like I have no idea what is going on because I can't I can't picture it in my head like where we are, who we're talking to, like are we have we gone back in time now, or is this like a is it a flashback, or are we going forward, or like, um, it's yeah, it's very hard. Like even my wife turns to me a couple hours and was like, "Do you understand what is going on?" I'm like, "I have no idea what what is happening," but we still listen to it because we thought it was very good. Um, like certain parts of it it was it was well produced um so anyway i think she she wants to buy the the actual book and and read it because 
it's it's got some very uh interesting themes and moments in there yeah um the other one that we listened to was Neverwhere, which is also a oh, yeah. Gaiman um, story. I don't even know what it is. I haven't looked it up at this stage, if it was another book. Uh, but this one was also starring James McAvoy. So James McAvoy was uh, the Sandman in the Sandman uh, novel and um, audio book. And I think Neverwhere was maybe done before Sandman. It, like the production doesn't sound as- Yeah, it definitely was, yeah. Recent. Um, that one was excellent. Like it's so because it's a story that's got a beginning point and an end point, and it's told in chronological order. Much easier to um, to sort of digest, yep. uh, and it's 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 really good. So we enjoyed that one a lot more. Um, and then the last one we listened to was Ender's Game, um, which is a classic, like uh, like nineteen eighties book. Orson Scott Card. Um, it is classic sci-fi. Yeah, uh, that one as well, man. Really good as an audiobook. Uh, it's yeah. it's very easy to follow along with. Um, the story is is for, for like a story that was written what thirty five years ago, forty years ago, nearly. Um, the stuff that is in that is really interesting and, and well done. And uh, have you seen the movie at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's on my rewatch list at this point because we, uh, my wife hasn't seen it, and I'm interested to go back and watch it again. Um, I don't think it was a bad film. I just don't think it didn't like blow anybody away. I didn't think Um, it was very good. But like, there's really interesting, uh, like that's for me like not a memorable movie. Like, if you told me about scenes in that movie, I would not be able to tell you what happened. But listening to this audio book, book, I'm like, oh, like. Oh, yeah, I remember this stuff in, in the film. Like, it's really the way that they tell and sort of um, describe what is happening is just like so well done because uh, you get in your mind how this like simulation game is playing out and the rules of it and how it all works. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was an excellent book. Um, and then the, he, apparently he went on to make like, he just went stupid after that, I think. He just he made like 14 of them. Um, and they kept going. I read the <laughs> next one, uh, Ender's... Shadow... Is it Shadow? Dead Speaker? Speakers Speaker of, of the Dead. Dead? Yeah, Speaker of the yeah. Dead. That's the one I read. Um, <clears throat> but I didn't care much for it, so... Yeah. Well, we started listening to that one because we downloaded it as soon as we finished. And we're like, yeah, let's keep going. And I uh, got a couple hours in. I'm like, let's put some music on because I'm just not into this at all. And I think mainly because it jumps around with different characters. And I'm just right. like, I'm not invested in these characters. Like you've just, I've just listened to like 14 hours of getting to know this like six year old uh, to 12 year old kid uh, and, and all the people around him. And now we're on <laughs> like 3000 years in the future yeah. and it's someone else. And I'm like, uh, it's not like, I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. And they're talking about like at least the story about like being this military and like training kids to be commanders like is really interesting. And this other the themes of the next one, I, like we're talking about like zoology and things. And I'm just like not interested in right. whatever is happening there. Um, but cool. So that was that's it. all you, we really had time to. Yeah, yeah, we gave up to we were home by then. <laughs> Luke asked me for a list of great audiobooks <laughs> to listen to, and I gave him yeah. a huge list. 
and he listened to literally none of them. So, uh, yeah, good, <laughs> great. You know Fantastic. why? Because we'd already bought the other ones, and and by the time we got to um, uh, like we didn't have enough time for their ne- for the next lot. So that was I it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway, unbelievable. Anyway. You could at least listen to Minecraft. I don't think that one's long. I'm pretty sure that one's like eight hours, right? Yeah. You don't think that's long? <laughs> Not for a fucking audio book. My current fucking audio... The audio book I'm currently listening to is 65 hours long, so there's like a baseline here that I'm going off. Um, right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm listening to the rise and fall of the Third Reich, which is pretty interesting, but I don't usually go in for nonfiction, but this one is it's pretty good. It's pretty depressing. Um, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, cool. So, books. Books, books, books. Yep. Uh, you done anything else? You watched any movies? I watched Nobody on the weekend. All right, yeah. Uh, How did you watch that? Did you go out and see it somewhere? I'm going out to go see Mortal Kombat tonight, in fact. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, I've heard but- it's okay. Uh, yeah, combat film. <laughs> I'm I'm tempering my expectations, uh, yeah. and I will be uh, <clears throat> tempered with alcohol. So, uh, oh, it can't be. Nobody that bad. is on streaming. That's good. I thought it was only out on cinema over here, but apparently not. C- cinema. Um, yeah, I I said this in in the spoiler chat uh, on our Discord, but uh. Mm. Actually, I just realized I said it in spoiler chat because it's all spoilers. Anyway, I liked it. I thought it was fun, but I had some issues with it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It, it's like John Wick, but not as good. Not as yeah, good as John Wick. It's yeah. hard. It's hard, know, hard barrier to get through. Very true. Um, uh, that's all I ask. No. I haven't watched... Like uh, we we've been we were rewatching Saw the Saw series um, <laughs> while we were in our hotel rooms at certain stages because oh, yeah. they're like easy ninety minute films that let's have a couple drinks and watch a shit movie um, yeah. yeah so we're going through them I think we're up to five at this okay. stage I don't think I've ever um, made it that far into the series but yeah well there's so there's a new one coming out really soon with I don't know I'm hoping it's going to be good. Because it's got like some, it's got a good cast, so right. can't be bad, surely, right? Who's in that one? Like, is it? Uh, it's like Sam Jackson Chris Rock, and right? Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's talk about video games then. Let's do it. Um, Apex Legends, real quick. Um, yeah. Got into this uh, basically directly after Cleb and I were talking about it on last week's podcast. Um, it's just not. You know what I think the problem is. So they they had this. The first thing was they had this. Uh, like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Of like mm. event, but it's like it seems more. It seems grander than like a limited time event because it sort of takes over everything. Like 
When I think about limited time events in other games, you have the option to not play the limited time event, but you did not. Mm. This was this was just the game mode. And every time you went in, it had the announcer for the new hero. Like, the you know, the new hero, he gets his arm blown off by that chick uh, who keeps stealing his grenade from ages ago. Uh, you don't remember? I didn't know there was a new hero. I, I thought the last one was the Aussie the- guy. Australian guy. Yeah, that guy. Right. So she's in there. She's like, oh, is that your champion? Oh, he's not good or some shit. But she says every fucking game and she's always, it's always the same line and it's honestly repetitive after fucking three Mm -hmm. games. Um, The rumors of its resurgence were somewhat overstated, by the way, because uh, when we jumped into play, uh, we couldn't queue at all for a duos game. Uh, and yeah, it was a struggle to get trios games. Um, right. So what time are you playing though? You're, you're playing at fucking midday in Australia? No. Uh, no. We, we're playing at like three and we tried again at five and mm. six times when you can play basically any mode of Warzone and get servers. Yeah. But you couldn't get shit, uh, in Apex. So, uh, yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, it was, it was challenging uh playing as a duo uh in trios because i think in other games uh you're more capable of making up the deficit it's easier to make up the deficit but the time to kill in apex is just so fucking long and it's Uh, quick it's like it's very quick to heal up and yeah and so get back yeah and unless you actively finish every single person, like you have to pursue and finish everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get some wins uh, as duos in trios, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was just rough, man. Like, and also there's the way the game seems to work, right? Like you, uh, there's only like there's only Evo shields anymore, and so it dramatically rewards you for getting into fights which is a philosophy we've always sort of had right you want to get into fights and uh and switch out your like the ability to switch out armor like with an enemy and have it be full means you want to get in on the bodies and stuff and not take fights from fucking ages away and uh but it sort of changes the landscape in that if you like we were medium hot dropping but then if we never saw another fucking player we would roll up to the final circle against teams in red armor and we'd only have purple because like there's a bit of there's rng in whether or not you actually see other people and that feels Mm -hmm. pretty rough we wound up um we were taking sniper rifles and that way we were able to like level up our armor from fucking ages away which was Mm -hmm. good uh, that was a good thing. Um, but it just didn't... Like, that's not the sort of game I want to play, right? Like, it was sound strategy, but not, yeah, an engaging experience. Uh, I still have fun, and it was good playing games with Cleb again. Uh, but he should just get Hell Let Loose. Uh, we're still playing Hell Let Loose, although I am... I'm worried, eh? Like, uh, yesterday when we were playing... Uh, there was nobody on, uh, like only one server was popping, which was a bit odd. Um, mm. So, 
maybe it just wasn't the day for it or something like that. Uh, there's another, there's a chance that the server that we usually like, yeah, it's still gaining players, um, like day in, day out. So, uh, yeah, there's a chance that uh, what I think might have been happening was the servers that we usually play on, Big D. Um, I think they're going through server upgrades at the moment, and so they're running right. a bit shit. Uh, and ARR is the other server that's usually popping. Um, they've got the server admins who are D-bags, uh, <laughs> who, you know, when you... M- clap back at a commander who's talking shit despite you being a recon. Uh, Why are you out of position? Because I'm fucking recon. This is a non-toxic server. <laughs> Shut what the fuck. Dickhead. What the fuck, mate? Yeah. Like, how am I being toxic? You're being toxic to me telling me I'm out of position when I'm fucking recon. Hmm. Yeah. No, I wonder always. if you're... We uh, was Tuesday yesterday, right? So uh, maybe maintenance on Steam. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Tuesday's is maintenance day over here generally. Um, yeah, it's still going up in numbers. So hopefully <coughs> it was just a weird anomaly. Uh, mm. and uh, yeah, still having fucking loads of fun with it. It is. It is truly, uh, the. I guess that uh, battlefield vibe that i that i want i i just i like battlefield i like battlefield as a game i don't want to play battlefield 5 uh yeah so my options are pretty limited but hell at least fucking nails it in my opinion right uh all the way down to motherfuckers won't get on the fucking point and it drives me fucking bananas we lost a game yesterday when me and drew Drew and I. Drew and I. No, you weren't even there. Um, <laughs> me and Drew were like literally in the circle and all our teammates needed to do was get in the circle with us. The people have this fucking habit of once they're in the circle, they then push through and try to capture the rest of the circle. It's unnecessary. If you have the numbers and like enough of the circle to make sure that you are like you have dominance in it there's no need to go push through and because all you're doing is risking like death if you die that's one less person on this on the circle and if you've already like we we'd done their garrison but they were really like really well uh sat in this one point they've had basically the entire fucking match uh, it was down to, like, it was offensive. So we're playing this rush game mode. And so you've got to cap as the uh, offensive team. You've got to cap two points, uh, and then you move on to the next two points. And they had uh, basically just built up one point. They'd let the other point just go, and they'd spent the entire time building up this one point. But me and Drew had managed to eke our way... Was it Drew or Heath? No, it was Drew, yeah, because Drew was our... I think it was... Or maybe it was Heath. I don't know. Uh, we managed to eke our way into the fucking circle. And so we were actively contesting and even we were capping for the briefest amount of time. Um, but if we tried to go any further than where we were, uh, we'd get blapped because they were just so well in place. They had everything fucking locked down. 
All we needed was our teammates to get in there. We destroyed their garrison with a, a bombing run, and they weren't able to get another one up. And the way our team was around it meant that they couldn't get like reinforcements in. We just couldn't fucking get these fucking rats out of this building that was on the point. All we needed to do was cap it. Or hmm. if we couldn't cap it, we just needed enough... Like, we just needed enough on the point to start the cap when the timer dripped down so we could kick off overtime. But literally, like, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm not even, like, I'm not even contesting. I'm, I'm not even fighting. At this point, I'm just sitting there on the fucking map looking at all of our fucking teammates, and none of them were getting on the circle. Uh, I think Heath or Drew, whichever one it was, uh, that wasn't with us was trying to get on the circle, but the the run, like you needed, it needed to be done on mass, and we'd used our smokes to get there in the first place, and so you needed all of the team to fucking push over and and get on it, but it just yeah, it just didn't happen, um, which was annoying as shit. Like the amount of times, uh, yeah, you get on the circle and you just watch as other squads there's clearly there's clearly a like a missed opportunity there to explain the concept because i think the trick there the trick that hell that loose has the the mistake it makes is that you will start capping if there's no if there's nobody on the cap zone like in the grid of the cap zone uh from the enemy team or if it's a neutral point uh, so you, like when you play warfare, there's always that one neutral point in the middle at the start. If there's nobody on that point, uh, as soon as you enter the grid, you will start capping it and it will continue to cap in your favor until the enemy flips it the other way as well. Uh, like enters the grid as well. And then it will go down to who has people on, on the circle because the p- people with the circle d- like override Having I thought some... it was double points. No, I don't think it is. I'm... I mean, this this is it, right? Like, this is part of the problem, right? Like, yeah. I still don't know the full juice of it, but I'm pretty sure having one person on the fucking circle is better than having 40 people in the grid and not on the circle. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Uh, you need to have more people on the circle to start capping. Um, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, uh, um regardless double points over uh, like overriding either way uh it's definitely a a case of like being on the circle is your primary fucking objective it is the fucking it's the point that's the that's where you're supposed to be and people just don't understand it and they don't like take any time to look at their map i think it's other games like battlefield will give you a fucking mini map and stuff like that and so it's easy to see when you're on the circle and there's a little bit of especially when you're doing the inchworm thing like me and drew or heath were doing uh we were playing foy uh and i just fucking belted across this open field uh this is the next map belted across Mm -hmm. this open field and lay down against the wall and then i looked at the map and I realized if I crawled over like 30 meters to my left, I could actually crawl into the circle while being behind the field, uh, behind this wall, still in the field. And so that's what I did. And I was on the fucking point. 
but nobody else was on the fucking point. And I just like there was very little I could do. And it was it wasn't until like they they ratted me out. I was the rat in that one. They just threw grenades until I got fucking exploded. Which is exactly what you have to do, and that's how you defend the point. Um, we had something like fucking 6,000 points in defense mm-hmm. on that map, which was fucking huge. Uh, it was, yeah, pretty epic. Uh, we went ham on that shit, which is cool. Um, yeah, we just had a, a good time. Uh, but yeah, it is frustrating yeah. when other players don't get on the fucking objective. Uh, I just oh, found yeah. a Reddit thread. Yeah, it, it's it's double points for people that are inside the the circle, the right. strong point. Um, th- I remember he- hearing that in a video when I first watched it when I was like, all right, I need to learn how to do this game. And that was something yeah. that was mentioned that I just kind of remembered. But yeah, there's a, a Reddit thread I'm looking at at the moment that says they're worth, that each person inside is worth double points. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, when you're like, yeah, still having a lot of fun. Still definitely going to continue to play it unless, I mean, Warzone just exploded, right? Maybe they blew up all the <laughs> terrible fucking guns that are hilariously. Apparently, unbalanced. that's what people think is going to happen. Some of the streamers, they what? They think somehow Black Ops Cold War guns are going to disappear from the game. I don't know. If anything, Modern Warfare guns are going to disappear from the game, and it's going to get worse. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it later. We will. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you skip over Portal Reloaded? Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, Portal Reloaded uh, came out uh, this week. It is a fan-made Portal game um, that adds a third Portal oh. into the mix. And uh, you know I love my fucking my Portal games uh, or my Portal custom levels. Uh, this is basically a total conversion mod that has been released as a free game on steam uh that Mm -hmm. you can download uh is activision suing them over this uh why because activision is suing people aren't they for for using the word warzone is that what you talked about last week but why would where where did i say warzone you didn't but like activision oh they do yeah you've got somebody taking a portal themed oh, game yep. yes never mind i have to explain jokes sometimes no they're, anyway. good, they're good jokes the best jokes are the ones you explain <laughs> um anyway so you've got three portals it's a third port- portal that takes you to a uh a different version of the same area but 20 years in the future and uh and so you've got to think in 4d no more right. thinking Some, in just portals like uh a couple of games done, right? Like Titanfall and Dishonored, the two that I can think of. So this takes it way further, way further. Because, uh, yeah, portals that exist in the present will exist in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, items that exist in the present will exist in the same place in the future. Uh, and so you wind up in these situations where you're going to solve puzzles by bringing items back from the future into the past. Uh, because if you take it the other way, mm-hmm. uh, they will no longer exist. As soon as you touch 
a cube that's in the present, the future cube will, will move. And so, yeah, right. you've got this uh, situation where you've got to you've got to wrinkle your brain around that shit, and then, uh, yeah, you've also got this conservation of momentum between times, and so it's almost like you've got like there's a third portal that you can use. You know how you you like do the zip 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 uh, sort of thing. There's a third portal you can use. However, when you use that portal, you change time mm-hmm. zones or whatever. Uh, time, I don't know. Yeah, time zones is fine. Uh, you change time zones, and so the rules you have to you have to sequence it so that you do it in a way where the portals will exist in the right places when you change zones. Otherwise your conservation of momentum will be for naught. And man, it's, it's some shit. It tastes some, like you, there is, I remember playing portal two, and there was like this sort of, you were just sort of flinging yourself around. Hmm. Like you just sort of like bang, bang, bouncing off shit and like all this kind of stuff uh, in this. You are like, you stand there, you enter a level and you stand there and you open a time portal and you go through it and you step back through the time portal and you're like, okay, so I got to, I do this. uh, Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, No, I do this and then this and then I put this one here and that and then, nope, that won't work. And yeah, you you just like fucking work it out without moving for fucking, I don't know, five minutes and then you try it and then it fails and you're like, okay. I fucked up, but uh, no, it's a it's a really good uh, portal game. I think um, definitely for the portal hardcores, mm-hmm. uh, not not Valve's sort of portal effort uh, where they made it you know as as user friendly as possible. This right. is some brain. Yep. And, and this is a Portal 2 mod, not not Portal 1. You've got to own Portal 2 to be able to play this. Do you? That's what it says here. Well, then Free Portal 2 mod. Uh, Requirements, own a copy of Portal 2. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but, but I guess it's not using the... Um, the new mechanics in Portal 2, like the, glue, the, no. the goo guns and... Well, none that, that I've reached so far, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, yeah, it might. I don't know. There's 25 levels. Hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm up to. I think 12. Okay. So I haven't seen it halfway in, but yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's good. It's just fucking hell, man. You just <laughs> there are times when you just feel so fucking useless. <laughs> like yeah. I thought I was good at Portal. Fucking hell. Uh, well, it's because yeah. in Portal 2, they just held your hand so much. They like, yeah. showed you where you were sort of supposed to put, you know, these portals. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was a clever game, but I always felt like it was too easy. Yeah. Just like, hey, here's a spotlight on this wall. Maybe you should use this wall. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. All right. Yep. 
all reloaded. Um, what do we got next? A uh, couple. Let's go with a couple of games I checked out. Since I go back, um, Dead by Daylight. I talked about the last time I was on. I think Trickster, new killer that they put in. Um, I said he was not very good. Oh, yep. and needed some changes they have since put a patch in um i guess maybe like a week ago at this stage to to buff him and they buffed him quite a bit um they changed a lot basically his um his abilities are he has a set of uh like 50 knives throwing knives that he starts with and he's able to uh toggle between his baseball bat and the knives and then throw out the knives uh, in a succession to cause laceration damage on a survivor. Once they've had a certain amount of damage on this meter that fills up, then it sets them into the injured state and he can do it again. Um, his problem was that he was just too slow. Like you would, uh, you'd be able to get like looped by other survivors by hiding, um, like creating a barrier between you and the killer and just keep running around him. Cause he was like, he's one of the slowest uh, in terms of speed you can just kind of really take your time and just keep looping and looping and looping. And if he ever did decide to pull out his knives, he would move even slower. And it took it took a quite a, I think it was like a second or so to even get those knives up. So if you were running around a corner and thought, oh, maybe I can get this person, you'd run around the corner, bring up your knives, and maybe they were too far away or like running around another corner and you couldn't really throw one. And you've now slowed yourself down even more and you've, you've like lost this, this gap between the player. Um, so what they've done is they've sped up his movement speed while you have your knives out. Um, they have sped up his uh, special ability power called main event. Also, when you've got your knives out, uh, they decrease the amount of time it takes for you to pull your knives up and to be able to use them. Um, significantly they've also uh reduced like there was like a weird recoil like um sort of like when you would throw the knives out there was like a spray pattern to them type thing they've like completely gotten rid of that i think they might have even changed the recoil on the throwing it's not a big deal anyway it's it's super easy um and i think they changed a couple add-ons as well uh, I haven't really looked into that stuff yet. I played about four or five games with him today, and um, he's definitely better. Still, I don't think he um, is really good at this stage. He, like, I think he still needs work, like a, a bit of work to make him more viable. There's just no real reason to use him over. Like, he's at the bottom of the barrel at this stage, as far as I'm concerned, for for killers. There's no point using him at all. Yeah. Um, especially when you've got a killer like the huntress who if you want someone who throws things use huntress like yeah <laughs> so much better um i mean he, he's got some cool perks um which are definitely viable on other killers which is is cool but his uh abilities are just no they're not fun he, he needs a some sort of rework or like major buff at this stage because um you, you get a, a team that knows what they're doing and it's just really hard to get away from. I, I had a team that destroyed me today. Um, I did not do well. I think they got all the gens up and I had like three hooks and then mm -hmm. they made the mistake of, uh, I was chasing someone as they got the last gen done and I got him down in the basement. I was like, well, I'm just going to fucking like, like sort of camp this. Like this is my objective now. 
and I, I killed them all <laughs> because they, oh, you, you, they kept they got greedy they, they thought greedy. they could get him out of the basement no yeah how did they um, not give up after the first one fell or well, the second one fell rather yeah and so like i i got they i kind of left and they rescued one of them rescued and i ran down the basement and chased one and then knocked them down and then like turned around and got the second one that they just saved um oh no hooked one hooked the other and i was like all right well i kind of just bounced between these ones now went and checked the exit gate quickly and just they all like they all just fell down like nobody nobody gave me shit afterwards or like gg well played because at the end of the day it's a viable straight like if you have destroyed me you're that's my objective now is to protect this fucking person from getting away because yeah. i want some points yeah. um yeah, so I, th- I think that even though I played well on that specific map, I just got smashed. Like, because yeah. it's just so hard to chase survivors and keep that distance there. Um, yeah. Especially on maps with lots of. Were they of... salty in the chat afterwards? No. Oh. No, it was all GGs and really that sort of thing. I mean, the, the level, we had a, um, uh, what do you call it, a reset. Um, every, um, I think it's the 13th of every month. And so I'm at like rank five at this stage. So these were like rank five or four players, but I, I don't normally get salty people in the high ranked games. I don't know. That's cool. Oh yeah. So uh, anyway, I mean, they're making progress on it. I still think there's, it's, uh, there's work to be done at this stage. There's got to be another patch coming out. Yeah. Um, I saw they're they're doing a rework of Coldwind Farm, which looks really interesting. Uh, they're basically remaking that map, changing it from a nighttime map to a daytime map. Um, so that could be cool. See how that kind of turns out. Um, but that's probably like another week away. I would, I would say a week or two. And uh, I guess we'll talk about Debadela a bit later on. Um, a bit more. So anyway. That's what I've been playing. Uh, the other game that I checked out, which um, I think Gleb, Gleb talked about this last week, is called Oddworld Soulstorm and is a PlayStation Plus uh, free. Well, it's not really free, is it? Because you're paying for membership. Uh, but it's the PlayStation Plus game for this month alongside, I believe, Days Gone on PlayStation 4 um, is the other game. But yeah. anyway... Uh, did you play much like Oddworld at yeah, all? Yeah, I played Oddworld back. Abe's. Oh, what did you play Oddworld. at all? I played Abe's Odyssey on PlayStation Odyssey. 1. Um, right. Yeah. We had that um, for ages. Uh, right. I love that game. It was just yeah. a, a, a. Like, just sort of worked as a game that you could play uh, sharing the controller. Mm hmm. Because uh, everyone could have input on how to do something, but it still came down to a sort of um, execution of the person with the controller in hand, and yeah, right. Like that, that person still had final say on what you do and stuff, and yeah, because it was you know a puzzle game that had moments of high stress. It sort of worked really well for me and my brothers. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't played this one yet. Right. I, I don't have much of a connection with it. I feel like maybe I've played it on PC, um, the the original, but that's, or maybe, I, it could have been even at someone's house that I, I might have played it on PlayStation because I didn't have an original, I don't think I had an original PlayStation. Right. Um, 
I think I got in the PlayStation 2. I can't even remember at this stage. Anyway, um, so yeah, Oddworld, Soulstorm. Um, I can't even talk about like the differences between like the the, the games. Uh, as far as I know, it's like a it's a puzzle platforming game where you're trying to um, like almost rescue people in a Lemmings style environment um, while having different abilities and that sort of thing. Uh, this game is. Uh, it looks like they played Dan Hines's Wildfire, and I'm like, let's make a game on all the world because holy shit, it's like fire propagation and like yeah. using abilities, um, uh, getting rid of fire with water. It's the same sort of like mechanics, um, like setting grass on fire, destroying doors. Uh, very similar aiming system where you've got those dots and you kind of move them around with your controller and um just as far as i'm concerned i've played the first level just not done in a very interesting way it's uh i think it controls really poorly um like the platforming there's something like sluggish about it it just doesn't feel um responsive like you kind of that was always like it's yeah that was always the way with abe's odyssey though hmm like there was always a little bit of a delay and it felt like what they were going for was not like a reluctance from Abe, but more like a, like you were telling him to do something. That's I think how I always internalized it. You were telling him right. to do something and then he'd do it. Not necessarily he, he, you were doing things for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just don't think it works. Yeah. It's, it just feels too... Like, like there's some sort of lag or delay, like unresponsiveness to it. It's just um, the precision just isn't there. And so I finished the first level. Um, I might go back to it. I was sort of playing it last night before I went to bed. Yeah. And uh, just nothing about it really grabbed me. It's just like even the design of the first level of showing you like, hey, here is how you propagate fire. Here is how you... Um, use these uh, bottles that it gives you. Uh, there's some swinging mechanics. Like it, ju- it just feels like that. Uh, it, it teaches you how to do something, and then it sort of teaches you how to do that again, the same like the same way, but it's like a longer section of it, and it's just like it does that like three or four times. Like yeah, I, I get it. I understand how to how to do this. Like you just showed me how to do it. Why am I doing this again? the second second time it just doesn't make much sense to me um so i got to the end of that and i was just like i I don't know man i'm not feeling it i don't think it looks particularly interesting um i was kind of expecting it to be you know it's a i thought it was gonna be a big playstation game or like a you know big game and it's just kind of looks very bland and uh you know browns it's just not very sharp um so Maybe it's just not for me, but I, I was not feeling this at all. Yeah, so. uh, Cleb was saying something similar last week. You know, he, he just didn't get into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, like, well, he was saying that you know he really burned out on the third level. Um, mm. Apparently, they fixed the specific problem uh, that he was having, uh, right. but I, I don't think he went back in time. I was actually g'd up to go play it, and then he was talking about it and every time I went to go play it, I'm like, uh, 
I mean, as uh, soon as I got home, I downloaded it. I fired up my PlayStation. It was one of the first thing that I did. I was like, yeah, let's go. I've got it downloaded. Then, it's ready to go. Uh, I don't really have anything else to play on my big fucking new TV and right. wonderful PlayStation 5. Um, did you fix the uh, movie settings yet? Because I remember last, like, we were watching a movie at your place and you had, like, motion smoothing on and we had to get you to fix it because it was terrible. I have already fixed all of that shit, yes. If, like, Chris Nolan came to your house, he would throw Tom your Cruise. TV Tom Cruise on the would sprint. And it would be the most <laughs> cinematic sprint. And then him and Christopher McQuarrie would fucking kick through my fucking door and beat me in my ass and head. Just fucking <laughs> crack, crack. What the fuck is this shit? What the fuck? Uh-huh, yeah. They hate that shit. I've already fixed yeah. it. Uh, thank, I remember, thank you. <laughs> I remember the fucking complaints from last time. Uh, yeah, God, nice, nice. Anyway, um, anyway, Odd World, Soulstorm. I, I don't know, man. I think maybe you should play it. it and like tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. It sounds like you do know. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I missing something? Uh, um, yeah. I anyway, wanna, I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Anyway. What is up next? A bunch of your stuff. <laughs> All of my stuff. You're out of stuff. Yeah, um, I'm out. Why don't we do, uh, speaking of console games, why don't we do this up next? Uh, mm-hmm. NHL 21 and MLB The Show 21. I want to talk about these two Some at the Game same Pass time. games. They're both in the Game Pass. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about these ones. Uh, and yeah. I reckon, I reckon. So MLB The Show 21, uh, I don't really go in for baseball all that much. I've spoken about this before. We were speaking about it last week on the podcast. Uh, Unless it's Nintendo Switch baseball. uh, Not even then. Sorry, Nintendo Wii. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, that just made sense. That just made sense. Um, But, uh, yeah, Basically, the only way I really consume it is via John Boy videos, uh, and even or or via SB Nation breakdowns of dumb stuff in sports. Um, it's just you know I don't have the cultural background to really you know the, you know the heritage background to really give a shit about baseball, I suppose. Um, but uh, that said, it's still better than, in my opinion better than any fucking cricket game we've had since what like Ricky Ponting cricket 99 um so mm. uh yeah you know if, if i want to hit a ball with a stick uh then my options are pretty limited and uh sometimes i do feel the desire to to do that um so yeah jumped into MLB the show downloaded it uh had to pick a a baseball team that I was all about. Um, and I picked, who do I pick? Uh, Boston, the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, a team. Yeah, that is a team. I've, I've been to Boston. I haven't seen baseball there. I haven't, oh. uh, I guess the closest I came to watching a baseball game was I almost went to a Giants game once. That's San Francisco. Almost went there one yep. time. You've been to baseball, right? No. No. I'm being anything. Basketball was the last thing I went to. Basketball's right. back over here. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. There's actual basketball games happening. 
That's because they're vaccinating three million people a day over there. Four million. The last I heard was four million. That was like last week. We haven't vaccinated four million people total. <laughs> uh anyway. Um so yeah. Almost went to a Giants game. Still, I'm like, okay, Boston Red Sox. Let's go with Boston. I don't really understand. Get in. The main screen of this game, incomprehensible. It's got like four options, and I don't know what any of them mean. Uh, I had to like scroll down through the menu to find how I just played some baseball. Uh, but eventually <laughs> right. I found it. Set up a game against like the Boston Red Sox versus some like minor league baseball team, so I could just fucking like trounce them just absolutely mm. pants these cunts so i wouldn't have to you know so i could learn the basics without also having to like be concerned about some like fucking screwball zoopity boo angels in the outfield shit where i'm like i don't fucking like how am i supposed to win this when i understand the fundamental concept of the game um so yeah just just a bunch of professional million dollar athletes Rolled up uh, and, like, you know, Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa. Uh, mm. You know, some amateur uh, chump who's just been fed to the sharks. That's what these, these dudes were. Um, and I very slowly worked out what the fuck I was doing. And uh, I don't know. I think I'm in too deep. This is not like a... I think I need to start with like an arcade baseball game. Not some shit where I'm like... I get into the ninth inning, right? And we're up... I think we're up like 11 runs. Runs? Mm -hmm. Are they runs? Yeah? Yeah, they're runs. Okay. 11 runs. We're up 11 runs. It's 11 and nothing. Uh, yeah. It took me a couple of innings to work out like how to hit the ball into a space that wasn't just into a, a catch as someone's fucking glove. But eventually I did and I was like getting base hits. And then, then like by the like fifth inning, I worked out, I could get a bunch of base hits with the, like you got like a batting order, like in cricket. And so what you want to do is like the first couple of dudes in the batting order, they're not like power hitters. They're like, they, they will, they can hit. Right. Yeah. But they're not like they're the runners. They're not the beasts. Yeah, they, you get them on fucking base, right? So you get them to just do basic base hits and then the fucking, the big boys, right? Who definitely aren't juicing, totally not juicing. Only, you know, only, that's that that went away. They stopped juicing. Even though this dude looks like the Incredible Hulk, he walks out there, picks up the fucking baseball bat and it looks like he's picked up a matchstick, right? He looks like a monster out of fucking Space Jam and then he fucking swings away and then fucking belts it just into the into space. Just gone, right? Mm. Crushes it. And uh, and you get like four runs. You're like, yeah, perfectly calculated. Don't worry about it. And then the dude on the, dude on the pitching mound is sort of st standing there. And he's like, I got paid. Like, they, they made me pay for my own bus ticket to get here so I could get fucking blitzed by this cunt. What the fuck mm. is this shit? And then the... The you know the the coach of the other team pulls him off the mound, not pulls him off on the mound, but just yanks him out of the game. Uh, and, and then like they put some other schmo in, like what what's that gonna do? It doesn't fucking matter. You throw anyone up there, they may as well be like literally me. 
like actually me on the mound throwing balls to this. I nobody could do any better. Like I could do as good as these guys are on, on the way I'm fucking crushing these balls. And uh, yeah, switch over. Like after you know, my problem is I I learned in the like last out of the ninth inning how to maybe not swing at a ball because like. Mm-hmm. Throughout this game, I just swang. I, I swang, swang, swung. I don't know. I swang at every fucking ball. <clears throat> even even when I'm like, yeah, that's I'm. I don't know. That's not. That's 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 ridiculous. And my di- my dude would like fucking reach to still try to get to it. Like he'd be like fucking stretching because like this this pitcher has had such a bad time that it, now he's just throwing it outside. So that please, I'm just sick. Please just fucking I'm, I'm just gonna fucking walk you just fucking and my dude's like still swinging out there and then even like on the third attempt at this dude like throwing it out all the way on the outside my dude did still get a fucking a tip on it and fucking away it goes for another fucking 400 yard home run just demoralizing absolutely anyway switch to pitching uh, eventually eventually my swing at everything uh, like strategy would betray me and I'd get three outs and I'd have to fucking pitch. Um, and yeah, pitching these dudes, they're not ready. They're not ready for some dude who can throw a ball at a hundred miles per hour. Like their pitcher is maybe doing 89 miles an hour. That's 10% increase. It's too fast for them. I just put it wherever. I like fucking. Fastball, fastball, fastball. Hmm. And then I'd do it again. And then on the third do, I'd, I'd do it, I'd like th- throw a curveball just to fuck with him. Just to like, and that dude would be like, Bleh! way too early. And then we'd switch out. Anyway, right. So my pitcher, uh, I don't know, fucking about nine pitches every single inning. That's all he had to do. Still had zero energy when we go into the ninth. <laughs> so when you got zero energy, hmm. it doesn't matter. Like you don't get to really decide where you throw it. You just fucking throw it, and it'll just go wherever the fucking wants. Right? Like the lower your energy, the less accuracy you've got. And I'm like, this cunt's only job is to throw fucking baseballs. And he can't throw, what, 81 baseballs? Because that's all he had to do. It's nine innings. Nine times nine is 81, right? He can't do fucking 81 fuck. He can't throw the ball 81 times? What the fuck is this dude? Like, fucking hell. This is ridiculous. Gets a, like... What? what? Isn't he a sports star? Like, Fuck. You know what you need? Oh. You need those uh, th- those V bucks to buy the Gatorade uh, energy bars to then uh. feed them to him, and you get an uh, energy boost. Well, I had to like, I had to sub this dude out, otherwise I wasn't gonna have a fucking no hitter. Because like, yeah. he throws one at about eighty nine miles an hour. I'm like, and it goes where it like goes just fucking wild. I'm like, yeah. All right. So first <laughs> of all, he can't throw at full speed anymore. Second of all. What the shit? Throw the second one and like 
the fucking the man at bat like actually hits it. I'm like, hold up, this hasn't happened. What the fuck is this? Like now I got a fucking field, and the the fielding tutorial comes up for the first time ever in the ninth inning of this fucking game. I'm like, I don't fucking know. So this dude gets to the third base. Uh, and I'm like, all right, fucking slap the emergency button. I'm like, fucking stop. No, time out. Fucking stop. Stop. No, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want it. Like, they can't get any runs. We're a fucking professional baseball team. We're a major league baseball team. And this these cunts are about to get fucking a home run on maybe, maybe multiple home runs on us. <laughs> and they're like, they're trash. They're a little league team or some shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. No way is this happening. Took me like, I don't know, five minutes to work out how to get the fucking pitcher out. Like, just get rid of this cunt. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> slack shit. Get him a fucking stretcher and stretch him off. Get a new guy in. Get a new guy in. And this dude's doing... This dude's faster. He's like 102 miles an hour. I'm like, you fucking... You stupid cunts. And this dude at third base... From his fucking little league team, he's like thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna get home, I'm gonna get home." No, no fucking chance. Not a fucking hope in hell. Six, six fucking throws later, all gone. Moral of the story is, I think I understand how to play MLB The Show Twenty One. <laughs> I have no idea how to play baseball. Absolutely no idea. I don't understand why this dude couldn't fucking throw the ball a couple more times. Was like it's not like he had like it wasn't just he didn't have to throw eighty one balls back to back right that would be pretty rough I could understand if that was too much would it, would it? I mean Steph Curry can knock down like ninety of a hundred <laughs> three pointers in a row but he's more, not more, more I don't stage. think the ball's going a hundred miles an hour you know like there's uh, it's it's wear and tear I think at this point it's not like stamina I think it's like yeah. Pure my arm has fallen out of my socket. Right, like Someone yeah. Please reattach the, it. The last time I whipped the ball past my shoulder, my elbow dislocated itself, and <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't even have to do eighty-one in a row. This motherfucker was doing nine just balls in a row. Just good old just, softball pitch, right? Like, but he'd go and sit down. He wasn't batting. I didn't see him come up for bat, which I also don't understand. Right, like. Are there people who play baseball and they never bat? They just they like. Do. do they have to bat? How I think they generally like last. Oh, if, like, you get, if you like get cricket. to them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my swing at everything strategy didn't really uh, allow him to get a, a chance to bat. Maybe. I, I had one ball called against me. Everything else was either a crushing blow or a strike. Um,. Yeah, but he goes and sits down for fucking, I don't know, I don't know how long you sit down for, but like 15 minutes at least. And then you go and throw another fucking nine balls and then you go and sit down again. Like just, there's not much to go on here, mate. Like just fucking, just take a seat, okay? Anyway, the problem, the reason I want to talk about NHL and MLB at the same time is because NHL 21 hit... Uh, came past it theoretically I think the same time same mm-hmm. day I saw it while it, like when I was in game pass downloading MLB I'm like oh NHL is right next to it hmm. I'll grab that as well and my problem is that now when I load I turn on the Xbox I'm like I'm gonna play some MLB 
I'm like, oh, or I could play NHL. Hmm. I, I think I would be as good at ice hockey, IRL, as I would be at baseball, IRL. Assuming, mm-hmm. assuming I was doing roughly the same thing, which is very little, right? Uh, like, I think I could hit a ball, not, not one thrown at 100 miles an hour or 80 miles an hour. Like, but amateur league shit, I think I could hit a baseball, probably. Uh, I wouldn't have a lot of control over where it went, but right. I think I could do it, right? I could certainly run to a base. Or walk to a base if I got walked. I would never get walked. Unless they actually hit me with the pitch, I'd never get walked because my swing at everything philosophy would definitely translate to real life. Right? If I were playing ice hockey in real life, I think I could hit the puck at the goal with about the same amount of accuracy as I could hit a baseball that was thrown at me. Right? Mm -hmm. Roughly the same amount of accuracy. Which is to say... Almost none. Uh, so and and you know I can I can roll a blade, so I I can sort of ice skate. Although I did have to go get X rays when we went on a school trip to ice skating. Uh, fucking hell, twenty one years ago, twenty two years ago, right? Because uh, uh, they thought I'd shattered my elbow because uh, right. I fell down on it eight times, and my t- teacher. I remember my teacher telling my mum that he thought I was trying to break my elbow because he watched me and he counted me falling on my elbow, the same elbow. And he's like, uh, I started counting and he fell on that same elbow eight times. Hmm. Uh, anyway. You're just trying to get out of ice skating. <laughs> right. I had enough of it. Um Anyway, so I think I could be as good at baseball as I would be at ice hockey, which Mm -hmm. is to say not very good at all. However, video game ice hockey, I get. I'm good enough at. I mean, I've played it a lot. uh, And it sort of makes sense to me. And then then you've got, like, there's the, the general level of excitement, the general level of engagement, right? Like... You actually wind up, you know, doing stuff a lot of the time. Whereas in baseball, you usually just like, like go around the back of the net and then come out the other side and just hit in and loop it in. How you? Yeah, doesn't work. Doesn't work in in the modern NHL games. Yeah, they've they've (laughs) sort of fixed it. Uh, You can get away with it, sort of, but you it's not a all time perma winning strategy anymore. Um, Yeah. Yeah. but like, yeah, if, even if you're not on the on the puck at that moment, you can still line some cunt up and just level him. And that doesn't seem to happen all that much in MLB The Show. Although I have seen, I've seen, you know, in TV shows and movies when they're playing baseball, I've seen people getting leveled, but uh, I haven't been able to replicate it in the, in the game. And so I'm struggling with that. And yeah, so when I load up the Xbox, I mostly just go and play NHL 21. One of my favorite things about it, when you're like leveling people, is uh, they, I don't know, I, I feel like they've got that UFC physics in it. 
Because some of the ways these limbs bend when they like hit the ground, you're like, oh shit, he's never walking again. <laughs> that's right. That dude is finished. <laughs> Holy shit, he might be actually dead. And then he fucking flops his way back over like a fucking horror movie, uh, like geek, and like, yep, gets back up, and you're like, shh, shh, well done, man. That's that's flexibility. You got away with some stuff on that one. Uh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, sports games. Um, yeah. How come? So I'm just looking. Uh, NHL, obviously, uh, and, and what's it called MLB. The show is, is a PlayStation game that has come across to uh, like it's a console game, right? Um, so it's sort of like I sort of guess I, I I get the idea of why it's not on PC, even though. I still think that's weird Um, because for them to do the work to put it on uh, Xbox, like at this stage, these things are PCs basically, right? Um, Yep. But but what I don't get is why NHL is not on PC because isn't that thing on the Frostbite engine or is is it not on Frostbite? I don't don't know either. Uh, Effort, I suppose. Maybe they crunch the numbers and they're like, uh, the fucking four people are going to buy it on PC just not worth the effort. But you, like, you never know unless you do it, right? It's it's such such a weird thing. You're seeing PlayStation, which again I think we'll talk about later on, like putting games out on PC now, um, and it's such a weird decision to be like, you know what, we're just going to put this out on on consoles and like forget that market entirely. Uh, like even if it does, um. But how, how do you predict whether or not that game is going to be good unless they know at the start that it's going to be trash? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that's the that's the entire game, isn't it, right? Like, that, mm. that prediction shit. Working it out. Uh, and, yeah, risk being risk-averse is, is pretty common. So, yeah, why take a risk when you don't really need to? I right. suppose. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Because, um, like, FIFA's a big game on PC, right? Isn't it's it? Not as, it's nowhere near as big as console. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. And I guess NHL like, is sort of a... Orders of market, magnitude. right? It's, yeah. It's uh, Canada and uh, yeah. North America. Um, maybe places in Europe, I guess. Certain places in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the snowy ones. Yeah, <laughs> the snowy ones, yeah. Uh, anyway. All right, because I was just looking. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll play that, but it only on console Game Pass, and I ain't got no console. Um, all right, fair enough. Anything else to add there? Uh, no, that's about it. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Um, so... Ludo Narricon is on at the moment, which is a um a bit of a festival about uh like storytelling in games and the blend between storytelling and gameplay. And uh I've been checking out some games uh from mm-hmm. it. Uh it's tricky because not every game, you know, uh there's a tendency, I think, for games that want to put place a large emphasis on story to uh be adventure games right mm-hmm. and i don't like adventure games 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm too old to play games that I don't fucking like. Uh, and I know, I know I'm not going to like them. Uh, I still dip in every now and then because uh, sometimes, you know, I, I get proven wrong. Proven mm. incorrect. Uh, Disco Elysium, I think, was on sale recently, right? The um, yeah, the director's cut, and I was I was so close to getting it, but I was like, ah, uh, I think you'd like Disco Elysium. <laughs> we, I talked about it fucking yeah. when it first came out. Um, I but liked did they it. Put voice acting in because I feel like yeah, I, they I added voice acting. About it, it was yeah. all text, all, a lot of text. It was a shitload of text. They added voice acting. Um, okay. I liked it. Uh, the bridge that I that that allowed me to enjoy it because it is pretty much an adventure game mm-hmm. uh the bridge that it allowed me to enjoy it was planescape torment so i had that nostalgia bridge and i find that often i need that sort of thing and not having a strong background in point and click adventures you know the the point and click adventures that i did play growing up bored me with pixel hunting uh, speaking of fucking, there is no game wrong to mention. I remember you talked about this fucking ages ago, and I bought it as a result of your, uh, <laughs> your extolling its virtues. It is a fucking it's a adventure. adventure. It's a fucking pixel hunting point and click adventure game. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I think uh, I said that. <laughs> no, said you absolutely game. didn't. You didn't you say sure? that. You said I should get it. I remember because otherwise I wouldn't have bought it. <clears throat> uh, I got to a bit where I. I like had to have like I'm like sitting there clicking I'm on a TV I'm in chapter 2 in that game and I'm clicking right. around on this TV and I get to the back of it and then I get to the front of it and it's all blurry and I'm like I don't fucking know and I clicked and something happened on the screen I'm like oh so I was just meant to randomly fucking click fuck this shit I'm done <laughs> uh it was in, like it was entertaining I think it was enter- like entertainingly written but mm-hmm. uh I just have zero patience for puzzle games where the only real path to success, the only solution is to try random shit. I've got no patience for it. Um, So, yeah. Fuck that game. Um, Anyway, Ludo Narricon um, is is happening right now. And uh, just by happenstance, I purchased a game that is being featured pretty heavily in it uh i purchased Mm -hmm. it last week called not for broadcast uh Mm -hmm. not for broadcast rather um uh and i think the the prologue is going up uh for this uh as part of ludo narricon so i think it will be up this weekend but uh it's uh a very entertaining uh game where you play a guy at the controls of a um like a tv broadcast and you have to sort of like it starts out pretty easy where you're just sort of deciding what goes on each screen uh which screen to project to the broadcast and so you'll it'll be like there'll be two people on a screen and your job is to keep the view engaging and so it'll be someone's talk like you've got to keep the screen on the person who's talking but don't leave it on there for uh too long because viewers get bored so switch Mm -hmm. to reaction shots every now and then uh and then switch to a wide shot uh every now and then 
when uh, when it's like when you've repeated the same action, like if you switch from screen one to screen two, and then back to screen one, you don't want to go to screen two again because you're repeating stuff too much and it's too boring for viewers and they'll get bored and switch away. Mm -hmm. So you switch to the wide shot uh, and you switch between these three things. And then uh, sometimes like at the end of the, uh, the, the segment, you'll slot in an ad uh, and then uh, it adds in like you have to bleep out when they're saying like when they're swearing and uh, <laughs> right. all this kind of stuff and it sort of like ramps up and it's got like this very British sense of humor about it. Uh, reminds me a lot of like uh, like Black Mirror or something like that. Um, and it's all like full motion video acted. And yeah, uh, at the end, you can also go back and like listen to the different feeds and hear what like people were talking about. So the people in the studio, like you might switch to an interview uh, on location and then go back to the afterwards and listen to the people in the studio and they'll be like talking shit about the people uh, or like reacting themselves and stuff like that. And it's just very entertaining. And uh, then mm -hmm. it takes a turn. Uh, I believe this will be after the prologue. You won't get this out of the prologue, but it takes a turn towards the uh, papers, please direction. Uh, mm. while still having the same kind of humor about it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, at least like at the very least grab the prologue if you can. Um, see how you feel about it. Um, cool. but I, I, I think, yeah, the whole game itself is really well done. Um, so yeah, that was just by, uh, by happenstance. It also happened to be in, in Ludo and Eric. And so it's a very nice, uh, sure. coincidence that people will be able to check it out before they purchase it but uh yeah very entertaining and uh yeah it can if it, it gets pretty hectic uh which is good uh but also in ludo Naricon, i checked out a couple other games i checked out one called do not buy this game um which is sort of a uh it's just like it's this narrative game where you play through it and uh this like the game developer reveals that it, he doesn't want you to play the game and mm. he keeps throwing like, uh, yeah, obstacles in your way uh, to try to slow you down from playing it and try to slow you down from uh, like completing this one objective, which is to push a button because uh, he hasn't made the game and... He's just trying to, yeah, do whatever he can to stop you from doing it. But so it's, it's like a 3D version of There Is No Game. Uh, well, no, because... But that that's what, like, dragged me in in the first place because I wanted to... Yeah, I, I wanted to see if it was like that. But the, the difference here is that it's, like, it feels very linear. It feels like there's... There's no pixel hunting here because there's nothing else to do but exactly what, like, exactly the, game the hyper obvious thing right. uh, in front of you. And it's almost like they're on two different ends of the mm -hmm. spectrum. And I would prefer a game that was sort of closer to the fucking middle where I had to exercise my brain at all. Right. Um, Standing like one parable. of the first. Yeah, exactly. It's got that sort of vibe to it. Or what was that other, the magic circle or whatever? Um, 
yeah, good games that play with the idea of uh, the game develop the developer talking to you as a narrative sort of deity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other game uh, I ch- I've checked out from Luna Naricon so far is uh, called Game Director Studio, and this one feels a little. Uh, it's quite harrowing. Um, you play the game uh, game director, game director story. Sorry, uh, and you play a game director who, who has to manage the the like wants and uh, and needs of all of the people within your game studio, and. Uh, it's all sort of done via like a you know made up IM text chat, and they'll say like they'll talk to you uh, each each like your art director, your technical director, your publisher, uh, your sound designer. They all talk to you and like discuss what they need, and you have to like tell them uh, whether or not you can like give that to them, like what, mm-hmm. what you can provide for them. And you've got like, it's almost like you've got binary options. It actually reminds me a lot of that board game I was playing, King's Dilemma, uh, where, you, yeah, you sort of make these decisions and it carves out a path, the story of, of you know, your story uh, of how your game's being developed and stuff. And the other thing is there's like time pressure uh, where so, like people will want to talk to you at the same time, uh, like three people might want to talk to you at the same time, and you've got to fucking you've got to manage that shit because if they run out of time, they'll just make a decision without you, and your relationship might be hurt as a result because you didn't prioritize them, and it winds up feeling super hectic. Um, and yeah, like it's a it's a very interesting idea for a game because it's sort of I think the idea is to cement uh, just how much uh, pressure and how like how simple it can be to make the wrong the wrong decision like a decision that is considered wrong uh, and so like yeah like early on you get presented with like your art director is like, I'm not going to ask my guys to crunch, but your publishers just asked you to pr- produce an E3 demo and you're, you got to decide whether to tell them to crunch or not. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's some shit, right? Like, cause we see, uh, in the, in the news, people like, Oh yeah, crunch, super evil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then you're presented with it uh, in the format of a game where, you know, none of the people that, you know, these aren't real people, right? Uh, and so you can sort of contextualize it that way, but at the same time, it frames it within your mind uh, of how the decision might be made. And I think it's very clever. Uh, it's a very good idea. Um I think it might it could be executed a little bit better because it's very difficult on the outset to s- determine what your like what decisions will do to your game, and I don't think that's the intention. <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it was very clear what these decisions would do to the, your 
ability or your your capacity for this each game, I think it'd be a much clearer message as opposed to you make these decisions and it's very ambiguous until you've done them and then you just sort of wear the consequences of your actions. And that works for a game like King's Dilemma um, where the ambiguity is, is sort of uh, used for the the game itself and there's still at least a little clarity. But in a game like this where it's trying to, I think, teach players something, ambiguity doesn't really work. Uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, very intriguing. I believe it will have a demo going up as well. Um, worth checking out. I think, uh, if, if you want a harrowing game director experience, uh, yeah. Anyway. Right. Uh, cool. uh yeah. And that was it, uh, nice. from... Ludo Naricon, that's all I've played so far. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll get to play anything else, but I'll see if there's anything that uh, captures my fancy. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, next up, we have Monster Train. Uh, just briefly on this one, um, I played... I've been playing more Monster Train. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was just... A, it was, for a little while, a game that I was playing... Because uh, I can knock out uh, like half an hour game, um, and I just you know without like when nobody else was around, or I was waiting to get the the crew together to play some Hell at Loose or whatever, um, just knock out a game like Monster Train. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I have definitely. I feel like I've definitely solved it. I put up a put up a tweet tweet video how to win at monster train and uh it works every single time it will always work every single time go green go green blue uh cycle through your starter cards until you get the two stealth uh meld the two stealth guys give them endless and it almost i think the only no it doesn't matter uh, spikes. Spikes is basically your only real worry at that point. You go wild, wild and ten or whatever the fuck he is. Uh, give him sweep. Give him quick, uh, and he makes everyone else on the same level quick. And then mm -hmm. you put the stealth guy in front of him, and then he sweeps out everyone. So anyone with low, like health below thirty, which is usually all the major debuffers, uh, they die before they ever get to do anything. Uh, and uh, your whoever else you've got behind him buffs up or like does the the rest of the damage. Um, when he's got sweep, when Wild and Ten has sweep, he uh, has the ability to hold people and they're rooted. They stay on that same level, and so you wind up in situations where you might have like fucking twelve cunts all on the same, all on that one level. Uh, I think it's seven. Seven's the max. But uh, you'll have seven people all on the same level. And they might have like fucking 500 health. But they can't move away. They're stuck. And you just keep fucking hitting them. Um, the other trick is that... And every time... Because you've got Endless on your stealthy boy. Every time he dies. If they do any damage at all to that guy. Every time he dies. Uh, your guys get four more stealth. And so they can't be seen. 
And one thing that I think the game does incorrectly, one mistake that I think it does, is that uh, people who are stealth can't be, like, aren't attacked at all, even with sweep. And that would be how you'd solve this problem. That's how you'd solve this strategy and make mm. it so it's not literally invincible, is make it so that people with sweep uh, attack everyone in the same area because then my guys... Because my wild intent... Like it's hitting like, something. Yeah, it's hitting... As long as it's hitting something, it's hitting yeah. everything on that level. But For if sure. they've got stealth, they don't get hit at all. Um, and so, yeah, my, my dudes just fucking dodge. And then, like, even against Divinity, the last... The final secret boss, my guys have got fucking 20-plus turns to do whatever the fuck they want. And, like, I fuck up this strategy constantly and I can still get away with it. I'll, I will like waste or like piss away my fucking uh, Ember and not have enough Ember to play Stealthy Boy and it doesn't matter. It's that ridiculous a uh, fucking moveset. Like you get away with shit constantly. Um, yeah. Which has ruined Monster Train as a game that I can, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've just, I've gone back to the, the, it's the same problem I had before, uh, before the last Divinity DLC, which is that mm. I know I could get to 25. Mm. I know I could it's do it. just about getting the card you need. Like, it's about getting the card I need and then just doing it. But because I have solved it so firmly, there's not, like, there's absolutely nothing in it. Like, it is just completing the same thing. Like, once you've got that start, it almost does not matter what comes after it. Uh, I think the only, the only real way you would fail is if you never got a halfway decent like the the ability to buff because you need like 20 plus turns uh is fine but if your dudes are only ever doing fucking 20 damage you're only gonna have that's 400 fucking damage on uh, divinity and he's got mm -hmm. fucking three thousand health so you you'd come up well short but if you have like most of the time i i will find like the the dude who has harvest uh plus two plus three and so he has any time anyone dies on the same level as him mm -hmm. he gets plus two plus three he winds up most of the time being shonky enough that like he can he could do it himself regardless like uh he he could probably win it even if he wasn't invisible the entire time um but there are way too many pieces in the deck for you to find you'd have to properly fuck it up to not be able to do it um so yeah just wind up in the situation where yeah, it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again, which is dull. But yeah, right. uh, yeah, 
which is a shame. I've ruined the game for myself, which is literally what I did for the game <laughs> before the DLC came out. But the, like, we wind up in the, in the classic Job situation of games where I can't actively play outside of of a system that I know is efficient. Right, like that was the problem with uh, Umbra and Shadow Shadow Eater, was it Shadow? The guy who uh, wound up getting like plus plus two health permanently mm-hmm. whenever he ate, and so you just chuck him on the top level or middle level and feed him constantly, and right. by the time you got to the final boss, he'd be doing he'd one shot the fucking thing. Um, because you'd have like 800 fucking attack or some shit and all you needed to do was keep him alive that was before the DLC now after the DLC and you're combining people yeah it's just yeah I just can't see any other I've I've found peak efficiency why would I do it any other way I don't know ruin the game for myself like I said yeah so anyway uh, and finally on the list today is Elite Dangerous, uh, which we've talked about years and years and years ago, and I'm getting back into because they are on the cusp, on the cusp of the unthinkable. Elite Dangerous Odyssey is around the corner, mm. and Odyssey allows players to get out of their spaceship and walk around mm-hmm. and do all kinds of shit, um, including participating in combat, which uh, certain citizens, star citizens, might recognize as the dream before <laughs> right. their game turned into some sort of ship-selling Ponzi scheme. Uh, this is what Starcism was supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, now Elite Dangerous appears to be about to get it done. Uh, and yeah, I'm in. I love the idea of it. Um, we're in a bit of a, a period of time where not much is happening. I remember Elite Dangerous has always been a fucking gorgeous game. I've got mm-hmm. all these tools now uh, that I never used to have. Uh, you know, I've got a VR headset that... I think would be fucking fantastic for it. Uh, I've got a fairly good flight stick in the uh, the Honeycomb Aerodynamics Alpha. Uh, with It's got a yoke and rudders and all that kind of stuff and pedals and stuff um, that I think would be pretty fucking fantastic and I can use that. And um, Yeah, so I'm setting myself up again. I uh, just need to work out how to fuck to play again really because hmm. I don't remember shit uh, so I've been playing I played a, a couple of hours getting back into the the swing of it um, I love just like I had to go do the tutorial again which was fairly annoying because uh, I don't know it was teaching me a lot of stuff that I did remember at and then like every 10 things or so, it did teach me something that I didn't remember. I was extremely grateful that it, it reminded me uh, like, uh, I don't know, requesting fucking clearance to land and stuff uh, unless you get fucking blown out of the sky type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
like all the stuff that I do remember, I just don't need the fucking reminder on. Um, but yeah, got back in uh, and just sort of flew some, did a haul, space trucking, bought some silver at one location, sold it at another location for a massive profit. They've streamlined a lot of that stuff, which is nice. They've made it really easy to work out. Like there's sort of a galactic network that will tell you um, like what silver is being sold at in, in other systems and stuff like that. And so you can work work out your like sort of tonnage per, uh, sorry, your profit per tonnage from that and and maximize that kind of shit, like the, the time it takes to get there and stuff like that. Um, and it's a good, like hauling is a good way to sort of get yourself back into the swing of, um, I guess like the basics, right? Like getting back into the swing of like landing and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's been long enough now that like I the location I took the location I started at, I bought the silver at, and then I took it to another location that was actually inside the atmosphere of mm-hmm. a planet. So I had to land on a planet, uh, which was pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, just rad getting back into that game. It's, I don't know, it's like No Man's Sky, but with good space flight and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I talked about it last year, right? With uh, I tried getting back into it. And it was just a nightmare to uh, get the mappings working properly on my uh, Hotas. Yeah. Because uh, the guy that was doing the mappings stopped, like, stopped updating stopped it. Updating. And, like, Elite yeah. Dangerous um, changed the the config. Um, yeah. Their, their uh, I don't know what they use, INI file, some sort of text file for the config. And so you'd plug it in and it just wouldn't work properly. Yeah. And, and every time I looked into it for people being like, hey, how do we do this? Like, how do, can someone post it? Everyone's just like, oh, I've just done it manually. Like, uh, and yep. it's one of those things where it's like, you've got 120 buttons to set up. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, even know where to start on well, this stuff. You should do it. Because mm. then it took, yeah. Right. You do that, right? Don't even do it. Just plug, like, map it to a fucking xbox controller right because it's on console right map it to an xbox controller and then we'll get into the on foot shit and we'll just we'll just black cunts and steal their stuff on foot (laughs) because this here's my reasoning right luke okay here's my reasoning is that all the people playing elite dangerous are flight sim nerds right they're all these they're like oh yeah Played a bunch of Microsoft Flight Sim and I just wanted to go into space again. And, you know, I love mm. my, my space trucking and blah, blah. They're not playing first-person shooters. These are all, like, 50-year-old dudes <laughs> with, like, a, a man cave so I could get away from the missus. And then, like, fucking go in and, like, go on there. They've set up all 120 buttons on their hot ass and they're fucking, like, going around and they get out of their ship and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, well, I've got... I've got I got my Anaconda and my fucking, you know, it's got all the best stuff in it. And mm-hmm. my my guy is fully equipped with all the best gear. And then you, like, we'll roll in in our fucking, I got the ASP 
and you'll have something worse for sure. And then we'll fucking we'll land next to them and we'll jump out of the and then it'll be like, oh, you're out of the anaconda. You made a mistake, bitch. Blah 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 blah. And we'll steal all this shit. And then that's it. That's it. That's all mm. we need to do. Right. We'll just fucking rob these cunts blind. Because they'll be in our world. This is the dream, Luke. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You don't need 120 buttons on a horse ass when you fucking when you're out of your ship, you've got it's no use click. anymore. You got fucking <laughs> WASD, baby. Uh, yeah, we're gonna the gentleman bandit flies again, baby. Uh, there's gonna be nothing gentlemanly about this shit. We're just gonna rob people. It's mm-hmm. the dream. So set it up. Let's do it. Fantastic. Did you, uh, did you yeah. check out with VR at all? No, I haven't checked it out yet. Um, because I unplugged all my VR stuff uh, when I was redoing my consoles. The mm. nightmare of cables behind my monitor is uh, <clears throat> it's something else. Uh, yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite tricky. Uh, but I'll plug it all back in again and, and check it out because, yeah, I do think uh, it's going to, like... At the moment, I've got hotkeys set up so I can switch between my panels on the sides, but I know that it's context-sensitive if you've got VR on, so you can just turn your head to the left and look at the panel, and it'll still work uh, contextually, which is the dream. Right. Made a cool... Yes, I've got... I've still got my printout. Oh, yeah. It's like like four pages. Yeah. I don't have to go in and do them all manually, and... uh... I don't know, man. Just like, fucking do it. Can't someone just... Surely someone's done. Look it up again. Look it up again and find out. Look at how organized... Holy shit. If I wanted if I wanted to find a printout in this office, holy <laughs> fuck. It wouldn't... Well, no, I wouldn't it's, it's next to my... It's next to my setup, so... That wouldn't help me. That doesn't change <laughs> anything in my experience. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> Elite Dangerous. Uh, that'll be out soon, it looks like. Or Odyssey, at least. Um, probably before Star Citizen, at least. Um, yeah, almost definitely. Um, mm. Yeah. I am in the alpha now, so uh, I will be able to check out this on-foot shit, but I might not uh, immediately give up the game that I'm going to rob people blind in it. Yeah. Not just yet. Um, uh yeah. All right. That's that uh that's it. the game. There's a lot there's a lot going on there. Um a lot of games. And there's a lot of news. We've we've chucked a lot of news here, so let's let's belt through these. Right. Uh let's kick kick things off with um one game that we actually didn't play, which is the oh, Resident yeah. Evil Village demo. Uh-huh. Um This is maybe one of the weirdest things I've seen in a while for like a marketing strategy perspective uh, right so basically they had this uh, resident evil events uh, they did uh, one of these recently and, and during this they announced that there would be uh, a series of demos being released available exclusively on the playstation uh, platform but also they would be time locked to certain uh certain time zones and then yeah. only available for a certain amount of time uh 
what <laughs> why what what is the point like uh, what was the time in australia it was something stupid right yeah like five uh, o'clock p.m till i don't know like three in the morning or? that yeah yeah five till three five till three five till seven till three i think yeah uh yeah ridiculous um yeah i was wasn't about it at all um so i just didn't even bother really Mm. um because the last demo wasn't it was just a i don't know it was a roller coaster ride like it was linear as fuck there was yeah yeah um i wasn't interested in dropping everything uh if it was going to be the same um Mm. So fuck it, right? Also, you don't get to tell me when I get to play a fucking game, motherfuckers. A game demo? I tell you. No, well, maybe not then, but not to that extent. But like, like, I don't know. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, like, what's the what's the point of doing it that way? Um. Like, are they trying to build up this massive hype thing to be like, you've got to be here between eight hours and otherwise that's it. It's the non-fungible it. token concept. It's the NFT token uh, concept, right? You know, oh, yeah. it's, or it's Cartman land, I suppose. It's more Cartman land than it is my, uh, than it is uh, NFT. But I guess that's, that sort of thing is back in the, in vogue. This idea that, uh, yeah, you can woo. Uh only only a limited amount of people can have something, right? You know, fucking Nintendo or you can only buy thirty fifth anniversary bloody blah f- for this long or whatever the fuck. Like yeah, mm-hmm. fuck it. So weird. Uh so I, strange. I hate, it. I hate it. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh here's another thing we'll talk about that we hate in relation to Resident Evil. Resident Evil four VR is coming exclusively to the Oculus Quest 2. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck this like, shit. Is Fuck Capcom anyone trying to piss everybody off? Look, I, I'm going to say it. Fuck anyone who bought an Oculus, okay, and gave them the power to do this shit. <laughs> yeah. What's your VR machine, Heath? Uh, Luke. It's, it's, it's garbage now. It's garbage. <laughs> it is like, it's your... You bought into their their fucking wall garden, and even you can't get into this shit. It's so ridiculous. Mm. Is they fucked, are man. they are it, like it's not like it's exclusive to Oculus. It is exclusive to this brand new device that they are putting out. It's not even out yet. I don't yeah. think it's out yet, right? Uh, um, two, yeah, I think it's two's out. Is it? Um, so. Anyway, uh, it is it's out. Fucked. Yes, you're right. Uh, anyway, but but like it's you can't play on Oculus Quest One. You can't play it on Oculus Rift S or Rift. Like VR is such a niche market as it is, and it was such a hard, um, like it, it's hard to get this stuff. There's limited supply of it still. It's ironic like, that we were talking about like, oh, why isn't NHL on PC? Hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, the market mustn't be there. Meanwhile, Capcom is like, oh, let's. Let's give it to the smallest market fucking possible. Yeah. Right? It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a market. You have to have a quest two to be able to play this shit. So fucking dumb. It's gonna get pirated. 
It's going to get fucking pirated immediately. People are cracking Quest games all the fucking time. Like, and you know what? I'm going to say it. They fucking deserve it. Fuck them. Mm. Fuck that. Look at now. So the latest Steam hardware uh, survey, March 2021, uh, which is last month. The VR headset, the most popular VR headset at the moment is the Oculus Quest 2 at uh, 24%, followed by the Oculus Rift S at 20.96%. So at this stage, Oculus is, I'm just even looking further down, Oculus Quest has 5%, uh, Oculus Rift uh, is not worth mentioning. All right, so if you were to look at this, you would say that Oculus owns 50% of the market in VR headsets, and they're only sure. allowing 24% of their, <laughs> their market on Steam to be able to yep. play this game because they want to sell more units of it. That's, uh, that's, that's shit for the people that have tried to support you know VR in general because um, it is such a hard market to get into like you you're limiting the audience that can play it in in an in an area where there's not really that much to play already Uh, i think it's a stupid idea it's so dumb um i hope backfire backfires on it on them so i mean mean, like better than that right that's 24 percent of 2.3 total steam 2.3% 2.3% of total Steam users. Yeah. That's 24% of that number. What's that? 0.5? <laughs> sure. Right? Like 0.5% of all Steam users. You you have, like, you've thrown away fucking, oh, like 1. 1.5, 1. 1.6% of all fucking users mm-hmm. to chase after an even smaller percentage. That is fucking ridiculous to sell units for the resident evil hardcore fans uh i mean at this stage does it seem to you like oculus is out of the like they are not interested anymore in doing uh high end vr devices they're more interested in doing these uh separate portable vr kits that you can take on the go that are cheap that are you know i think they're going when i just looked it up i think it's at 300 us right yeah, I guess that's the that's their new market. Uh it just feels shitty, right? Like Yeah. And and like I said, Oculus Quest games are getting cracked all the fucking time. Mm. Uh it's not like these games can't work on other hardware. They just actively restrict it. Uh and Yeah, there's there's like the most of the work can be done better by PCs. So, yeah. It's super shitty. Very annoying. Yeah. Um, Rumpy as shit about it. Yeah, because it seems like the, the hardware is pretty similar. Like, it's using similar controllers. Um, they're, I mean, they're pretty similar. The headsets are quite similar, different colors. The displays are slightly not as good on the... Um, the new quest because I guess they're um, you know you're not using PC hardware you're using this this portable hardware right to yeah to be able to do this stuff um, you know and you're limited in terms of how much storage you've got on this device I don't know it's 
it seems weird to be to go down a niche route and be like hey we're going to make it even more harder for people to get into this this thing uh and alienate alienate like a certain audience um yeah i think it's dumb anyway um all right let's move on to some more resident evil new uh, resident evil news we've got dead by daylight is getting a resident evil chapter coming in june uh which they released a teaser for this um did you get a chance to check it out at all they didn't really reveal much that uh no stage. yeah i saw the announcement but i don't really uh get a good idea of of what they're doing with it uh yeah, it could be anything i guess you can sort of you know <clears throat> make some educated guesses right yeah i like I, I saw people being like it could be the tall lady and i'm like i don't think it's the tall lady i think that they want to keep that disconnected as far as possible it's going to be some sort of classic resident evil um whether it's like a survivor like uh chris or yeah. like jill, jill or, yeah. um look at like the old style looking and then maybe um i don't know the enemies nemesis is that the nemesis dude with the big dude with the, yeah. yeah maybe something like that or maybe just generic zombie <laughs> I, don't see them, I, I don't see them <laughs> no. go on the, the new resident evil stuff that that would be no i mean that'd be cool but i don't think they want that there yeah no no way um yeah yeah it's all a bit too fresh right and that wouldn't draw people in they're clearly nostalgia baiting with their vr moves and stuff like that and mm-hmm. resident evil 2 remake isn't that far behind like they might do i reckon miss uh mr x whatever the fuck his name is that big fuck is that, the, uh, is that his name who's nemesis uh, nemesis is from three uh they might do if they're doing a remake of three they might be more inclined to nemesis but i reckon mr x is probably the guy is that to do with the hat yeah okay that's who i was hat. thinking of because he was in two recently right he was in he was in the reboot he was in one i think and two um that is who yeah. i was, would assume it is so all right um next up we've got some call of duty warzone news this is happening as we speak for dansk got nuked out of the sky um call of duty is doing a rolling timed event set up in four uh four separate events uh across the next day and or so um first one and the second one have already come and gone uh the first one was basically a very limited time event where uh I guess it played out very similar to the Halloween um, event where when people died, yeah. they got turned into zombies yep. and then they were able to uh, attack the humans. And um, I, can, I guess this is the thing that people were speculating all along, right? They, they've been doing this long drawn out story driven event where uh, the idea was that Verdansk was going to be overrun, overrun by zombies at some stage and then the place was probably going to get nuked. Uh, and yep. that is exactly what happened i mean we, we might have even talked about it last yeah. year or something yeah um, anyway did you get a chance to check any of this out at all yet no i tried yeah uh and uh between the servers booting me out every time i tried to log in uh when i finally did get in it told me i needed to update my game i had to mm-hmm. kill uh BattleNet and then restart it uh multiple times to actually get it to download the update because it wouldn't right there was no update for it uh which i assume is again server related uh it got to 99 percent and hanged 
uh, hung uh, on 99% of the download. When I restarted, it started all over again. Uh, did it again, but this time when I restarted, it had done it. And then when I tried mm-hmm. to get in, it wouldn't let me in. So no, I haven't checked it out. I believe no. it's over. It's gone. Uh, yeah, so. I watched it on Twitch because yeah. I wasn't interested in yeah. playing it. Um, so I watched a bunch of it on Twitch. They also, the second event was something to do with... Um, the other map, uh, which is called, help me out, uh, Resurgence. <laughs> right, let's go with Rebirth that. Island. Rebirth, Rebirth Island. Island. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Rebirth Island is. Uh, it's been turned to like a nighttime map. Um, a mm. pop up comes up and says, I think it says like fifteen minutes or like a couple of minutes after the events on Verdansk, and then um, it plays out. From what I understand, streamers, sorry, uh, influencers. We're given, um, uh, we're given like codes, and it seems like there are some doors that are spread out throughout that map, um, and they'll be able to use these codes to get into those doors. I haven't, I don't know what's happened since then. This could be a tomorrow thing. Uh, I'm yeah, assuming. Maybe. I don't know. Tomorrow they put the codes in, something happens, and then we get the new map uh, on the, the the fourth event. So that would the fourth be. Event. be well, there's four events lined up, right? Right. We've got the first one and the second one today that have happened. The third one, I think, will be the oh, one was that where the they can open one the doors. Today? Right. Okay. Yeah. And then the um, fourth one will be the the new, maybe the new map or something. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll anyway, figure it's, it out. it's a cool little, you know, transition. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. fine. All right. Have me knows. Um, no. Uh, let's talk about the next one here, which is interesting. Overwatch's game director, Jeff Kaplan, has left Blizzard. Uh, he yep. is also the game director for Overwatch 2, which was announced at uh, BlizzCon, not the last one, the one before. Uh, in his place, the assistant game director, Aaron Keller, will become the new game director. Um, Jeff Kaplan's been there for nearly 20 years. He's worked on games such as Warcraft 3, uh, World of Warcraft um for uh, quite a while um he was part of the uh titan team which was cancelled at some stage and then went on to be the lead designer and game director of overwatch um and he's sort of been the face right of of overwatch he's always out there um giving updates whenever the you know something needs to be rolled out is this a surprise uh is something going on here what is what is it telling you What's your gut feeling? Um, yeah, maybe like it's 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 a pretty big move. So either uh, Jeff's just generally had enough uh, of of uh, how Overwatch is going, or uh, I don't know, maybe maybe he's been pushed out because Overwatch is dying, uh, and it's dying a very slow and protracted death uh with not much hope in sight right like mm-hmm. overwatch 2 is so fucking far away uh and there's nothing going for overwatch so maybe he just i don't know maybe he's been pushed out because they can't justify his salary anymore right, right? 19 years he would have quite the fucking quite the package uh mm. so maybe maybe it's business related um so you don't think there's the creative differences issue with him and the heads there's a a chance 
Uh, that it, yeah, I think the cynical read would be that yeah, you know, he doesn't want them to. I don't know they want to make it microtransactions or some shit, but I don't. I don't think so. Uh, it doesn't doesn't seem likely. Uh, they they know that the Overwatch formula works, right? Because um, it did. It worked really well. Uh, there's, I think it's very easy to think that greed overwhelms all, but uh, yeah, I, I honestly think that risk management overwhelms greed every single time and risk management would not lead to a situation where they would want to get rid of Jeff to implement some sort of hyper greedy, uh, DLC system if they, if they know that Overwatch generally works. Mm. so i don't think so but yeah that's certainly yeah. a read on it i mean the other thing it could be is a i mean this game was supposed to be out right at some stage <laughs> uh yeah yeah right what if there was another update and they were like it ain't even this year it's it's like next year yeah and they were like yeah. all right well we need someone go. to tighten things up yeah you yeah Anyway, we're speculating. Definitely, definitely possible. We are, but that's because there's not much to know, right? There's no fucking Overwatch news, and there hasn't been fucking yonk. So, hmm. yeah, it is what it is. All right. Um, next up, we've got some Days Gone news. Uh, so I last week, I don't know if you talked about this. I can't even remember. Um, I sent you guys a a link because it was I was listening to the the car when it was, it was live happening. Um. Uh, David Jaffe, the yep. uh, creator of God of War and Twisted Metal, and um, Drawn to Death is that the name of it? I think it was that. That's what it was called. Um, was um, interviewing uh, one of the leads on Days Gone, and it was just like some really juicy stuff. This is like just after all the stuff had come out from. Uh, I think it was Jason Schreier wrote uh, in yep. relation to what was going on at Sony. And then I think he, he must have already been lined up for this interview, but it was just like the next day or the day after. And he was yep. talking like, um, he was openly talking about like Days Gone 2 was in the works up until the end of last year. Like we were doing it and um, this is what was happening. But it, it sounds, it's, I guess it sounded like that it had, he doesn't know. Um, but he left the project. Um, it sounds like it was canceled, something yep. like that. And uh, yeah, he was just openly talking about it. I, I thought that was fascinating just from a pure standpoint of usually when people leave those types of companies, they are signing NDAs and yeah. they are not allowed to talk about that sort of stuff. Like, um, but I guess he had free reign to do it all or, yeah. or, or, or he's in a lot of trouble. Um, uh-huh. He seemed to be on the side of like he's got no gripes against Sony or anything like that. He just felt like it was time to leave. Um, yep. Anyway, I thought that stuff was really interesting. I listened to to quite a bit of it. Uh, any and then then the week a week later, um, we've got the writer and game director uh, John Garvin once again talking to David Jaffe on his her YouTube stream. I guess he does. Um, about uh, what happened in relation to that game. I've not listened to it uh, at this stage. I don't know if, if you have at all. No, I've read all of the transcripts, but I didn't listen to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so I guess the piece of information we'll talk about here is uh, a quote that came out of it, which was picked up. It says, um, this is in relation to, I guess, what happened to Days Gone in terms of uh, the sequel being canceled and or, or being rejigged, whatever's going on there. Uh, and he said, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest and it might piss off some of them. Uh, if you love a game, buy it at the full fucking price. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale or I got that through the PlayStation Plus um, store. Yeah. Uh, he then went on to say, like, don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. It's like God of War got whatever number millions of sales at launch and, you know, Days Gone didn't. Just speaking for me personally, as a developer, I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. A couple of things there. Comparing Day God of War to Days yeah. Gone in terms of yeah. launch numbers, uh, I assume <laughs> it was because he was talking to Jaffe, hmm. and Jaffe has history with it, not for any other reason. Uh, yeah. I assume it's just a, a common point between the two, uh, because sure. I don't, I don't think he has any uh, illusions about uh, the the scope magnitude of what days gone was going to achieve versus a game like Captain mm. god of war um but from all accounts like days gone apparently didn't sell bad it, like it did fine it was the from what they were saying in the other interview uh it was it was a, a re critical reception that sort of killed the sequel that the game was a what a 7.5 or something i don't even know at this stage what it was on a metacritic um yeah. but it wasn't in terms of sales numbers it was more or less the how it was perceived by the media um uh, it was a point well I, I don't think it scored like well i don't think it sold well either i think it sold fine i think i, no, I don't think that's true i think it was like sony was out there saying it was their biggest new ip or something i thought that's how i remember it going Really? Uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find anything. I mean, it says here, this is off their Wikipedia page. According to the game director Jeff Ross, Days Gone sold more copies than all of Ben's studio's previous games combined. Um, it was the seventh highest debut in sales for a Sony published title. Um, it was the 19th best-selling game of 2019. That's pretty good. Um, it went on to surpass the lifetime sales of God of War and The Last Guardian in Japan. Uh, like, I don't know. I'm just sort of combing through some things here. But well, then, I, I don't, don't know. know. I didn't, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big deal. Hmm. Right? I thought he got stitched up a little bit. Because, uh, like, I can understand his perspective. Sure. Right? Uh, it got framed a little bit, uh, that, like he was salty that that people were buying his game but not paying full price for it. But that's not really like he was. I th it seemed like he was salty at the idea that a sequel didn't get to happen because because it didn't sell well enough to mm. earn one. Uh, or it didn't make the money to earn it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't didn't make the money required to earn it. 
that's all he was saying. He wasn't saying, you know, fuck people who buy games on sale. More, right. you know, fuck the system that leads to a situation where you need to reach certain thresholds. Uh, it didn't review very well. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I've heard it's been... I'm going to go back and play it. Greatly improved. Uh, I'm yeah. not. I'd, I'd never found anything interesting in it. I thought the story was dull. The storytelling was extremely dull. The characters were unlikable. I cannot mm. imagine having to do that fucking opening sequence again where you've got to fucking ride on the bike really slowly. <laughs> really like, slowly, yeah. Uh, and, and the survival mechanics were underbaked. Like, there was a lot that I didn't enjoy about it. But sure. Probably could have been improved in a sequel. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so I suppose it's a shame. However, uh, that that's, there's no guarantee that it would have been. And so I, can't I guess lament. there's no guarantee the sequel is dead. Like, I think their version of a sequel is yeah. possibly dead. But like games are expensive. If you're you're making these type of AAA games. You don't normally go out and like, all right, well, make them one and we're, we're good. Like we're done. There's True. generally like a, you go back and you do something. You've invested all this time and money on yeah. creating engines, creating mechanics and creating artwork and story. And, and uh, to just leave it is, um, is a bold strategy. Yeah. Uh, like, it could always be repurposed in some other way, but yeah, I, I don't think we'll see a sequel. Yeah. Not for a while. Is it the case of like maybe not just the game being uh, like, I'm not going to say the game is bad. It's seven's not a bad, bad game. It is in some people, um, mm. you know, above average, something like that. But to to like Sony putting out a game where you are uh, in a post-apocalyptic world surrounded by zombies and then their other game is a post-apocalyptic game with <laughs> with you being yeah. surrounded by zombies like were they just like we don't we only need one of these let's just that would be more yeah plausible and it's not like they can't use that engine that they they put together and developed up something else. We... what about a siphon filter game <laughs> I mean, that's these guys, right? That was Bend, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, he talked about it, uh, about how pirated the PSP version was, although... Right. Yeah. Uh, I like, the idea that oh, 200,000 people pirated uh, Siphon Filter on PSP doesn't directly translate mm. to 200,000 missed sales, and that is definitely a mistake that he made, but yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. Like some of the stuff that's coming out about this, the PlayStation, what's going on behind the scenes, definitely has me thinking that, like Xbox has just gone so gung ho over buying studios and uh, mm. like getting content. Like, what does PlayStation have coming up? If they're like, are they just going to rely on Naughty Dog to to make these giant blockbuster games and and then? Uh, spider-man and like what else have they got in the pipeline the horizon zero door uh, sequel and i reckon that's fucking hilarious because at least the sony studios are actually putting fucking games out what mm. the fuck is microsoft what of all their studios well, the, the end of the like what have they got at the end of the cycle in like three years time if, if the next 
year we've we've got this next God of War game, we've got Horizon, we've got another Spider-Man game coming. Uh, on paper, still more <laughs> than what Microsoft has done, right? Like that's <laughs> right, the yeah. thing, right? Like, um, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on yeah, here. Crazy to speculate in favor in Microsoft's favor when the only thing that they were going to put out got delayed until twenty fucking late twenty twenty one or whenever the fuck Halo is coming out. Yeah. Anyway, next. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Bioshock-related news. Uh, this is some job listings going off the next Bioshock game, pointing to it being an open-world uh, game. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of them going around. There, there's there's positions for writers and uh, designers and all, all sorts of, like, programmer roles. There's, there's tons of them. Um, but basically, there's a lot of wording in there talking about, like, uh, crowd systems and um you know more open branching story story driven things and um like they they specifically use the world the, the the sorry the term open world setting um so i guess you kind of look at this in terms of uh a game like the bethesda bethesda games like a fallout or a yeah. um uh, skyrim like so not like assassin's creed like, like you know i don't think we're gonna see a third person um right Bioshock game. I mean, that surprised the heck out of me. But I'm thinking more like a first-person RPG, or maybe less on the RPG elements. I don't know. Um, what are you sort of? What are you thinking about I, this? Like the move between the move from more of a, a linear, story-driven game to a, something a bit more open. I don't know that we are necessarily moving to something all that open. Hmm. Um, I think that if you wanted to do something like say prey sure right uh with its large large areas like a hub and hub worlds then you would require someone with that experience uh with managing that sort of stuff uh while still doing a shock style game and i think that's yeah. probably what we'll we can expect because prey was basically a fucking uh a shock game right yeah. uh and I think if Prey had crowds of people, then it would it would resemble what we understand uh, as a as a open world game um, yeah. without while still basically being a uh, what do they call it an immersive sim, mm -hmm. right? It would still be an immersive sim, which is what the shock games are. Uh, would you whilst, be surprised while having open world game elements? Yeah. Uh, would you be surprised if the next Bioshock was a space game, like in a space station? Like, is that the obvious next step? Um, yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I I think I would be surprised. Uh, or would you because... be more surprised if they went back to to Rapture, but it's like a prequel or something like that? See, now that would. That wouldn't surprise me. That would be, I reckon, that'd be more likely than a space game, mm. right? If if this rumor of it being an open world game had more meat and it wound up being an open world game as opposed to a shock, a real shock game, um, then I I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. But space, I could see going to space. I suppose. I guess my my version of events is extremely optimistic. <laughs> and the version of events where they go to a prequel, uh, Rapture, is um, 
Yeah, probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Was Bioshock 2 a prequel? I can't remember. remember. Yeah, I think so. I think so? I don't know. I don't really remember the story of Bioshock 2. I remember the gameplay. I thought it was better than Bioshock 1, but I don't remember the story. Well. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Cool. Let's uh, let's move on from that. Uh, next up, we've got one that you put down. It says free-to-play games are now no longer required for Xbox uh, Live to play online. So this is your Xbox, uh, uh, I guess previously like Xbox Gold. You pay for your online subscription um, and you'd have to play online games, whether it's like Call of Duty or Fortnite or um, FIFA. But now they're getting rid of the live part for free-to-play games like Fortnite or... Yep. I guess Call of Duty Warzone or what else is there that's free that's big? Apex Legends. Right. Um, there's a there's a whole list on the Xbox site, uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. Uh, Killer Instinct's in there. Path of Exile. Um, Killer Instinct's pretty big. Eh? Yeah. Um, World of Tanks. I've played okay. that on Xbox a couple of times. It actually works pretty well. Um, yeah, like there's a pretty big list. Doritos Crash Course, obviously, uh, one of the greatest games of all time. Destiny 2, uh, which is on Game Pass and now no longer needs Xbox Live at all, although you would have Xbox Live if you had Game Pass. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, bit of a tricky one there. But, yeah, yeah. it's a fairly decent list. Uh, it's, a, it's just a good gesture, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we only had one thing left, but I still I was doing my peepee dance, so uh, I had to go two dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of uh, good gestures, uh, Sony is looking to uh, announce some sort of PlayStation Plus Video Pass subscription. Uh, this comes from uh, VGC Video Game Chronicles. Spotted that on the uh, Sony official PlayStation website, uh, which was on the the Polish version um had a splash page that read a new benefit available for a limited time on playstation plus play or ps plus video pass is a trial service active from the 22nd of the 4th 2021 until uh the 22nd of the 4th 2022 Uh, this subscription benefit is available to ps plus users in poland so that is i guess tomorrow i'm assuming if they're going off um dates but it's got a listing of uh, I guess Sony obviously has a bunch of uh, movie studios and uh, entertainment services. Um, so f- I guess the films that they've got listed here are things like Venom, Zombieland, uh, Vin Diesel's Bloodshot, which apparently uh, is amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> so, oh some high caliber stuff. Uh, this comes following Sony last month announcing that the uh, PlayStation Store would no longer be offering TV and movie content for purchase or rental. Um, right. Instead, it sounds like they're moving along to some sort of uh, video pass subscription service uh, a la Netflix or uh, Hulu or anything like that. But it, it sounds like it's going to be tied to uh, PlayStation Plus. Is this something that, I mean, if it comes to other parts of the world, which you would assume so, uh, is this going to add more sort of value to PlayStation Plus? Like they're looking for ways to compete with Game Pass at this stage, right? That's exactly it, right? And I think it does that job quite well. I suppose the other thing is that they're in a we're in a bit of a game drought, hmm. uh, so there there's a little bit of a dearth of uh, 
games that they can use as a value add for PlayStation Plus, which they've always done. So maybe they'll use this to sort of make up for the the absence uh, right. in that meantime, which I think is a good idea. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a good gesture if it comes through. I, I don't particular none of the none of the movies you said <laughs> right. are movies I want to watch, but. I mean, they could like. What are we talking about? Uh, months from now, when they've got, do, do we see like Spider Man on there? Do we see Uncharted? Yeah. Uh, That'd be cool. Or, or is that because Netflix just signed a deal with with Sony to be the right. um, the streaming rights? So it, does that sort of cut into what they can yeah, show maybe. on there? Or yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know. Um, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. But yeah. Otherwise, maybe, this yeah. is sort of a. A, a bust thing maybe there's could be some good stuff on there but um yeah i guess we'll wait and see right tomorrow by the sounds of it anyway that is the news have we got anything else we can talk about questions or any other news things you want to mention do we have any questions praetorian writes has anyone used this site for game pro- i'm not reading that out <laughs> praetorian has misunderstood the concept of the questions channel uh, Morkai very helpfully answered him but did not use a question mark in his answer and I'm not reading that out either yeah, we so don't have Morkai's any questions uh, yeah. is <laughs> not Praetorian he used the question uh, mark he asked the question ah uh, very true very true um, yeah uh, yeah alright cool <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap things up here you can find uh the gap or whatever we decide to call this podcast moving forward on right. itunes android windows store spotify youtube uh, all the places you get podcasts from uh please if you do have a moment rate and review the show helps other people find us you can find us on social media facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast you can watch the podcast in video format the ga podcast.com slash youtube I forgot to upload the last one that I was on before I left. It looks oh, like. okay. So I've got some time. <laughs> you, you've got some time. I thought I rendered it. I didn't even render it. So um, right. unless something broke, but we'll see. Um, anyway, you can generally go over and watch it on there if you'd like to. Our, our faces on here. Um, you can also go to our Discord page if you'd like to leave any questions or play games with people. The gapodcast.com slash Discord. Jump in there. Socialize. Have a good time. No, it's usually going off every day. Um, yep. If you want to find any of those links, you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. Uh, check out all podcast episodes, uh, read some features, Joe writes. Uh, yep. Otherwise, uh, that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help support the show. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a recurring monthly member, help us pay the bills. Help us keep the podcast going and the website running. So thank you, everyone that does it every month. We greatly appreciate you. your support. You're the best. Um, anything you'd like to pimp out for this week you've been working on? Um, if you didn't check it out last week, uh, my preview of The Elder Scrolls Blackwood uh, is up on Survivor.com. Go and have a look at that. Uh, it's a pretty good one. And uh, if you didn't check it out last week, my write-up of skill-based matchmaking and why it's bad in Call of Duty uh, is on the gapodcast.com or on my YouTube at Joby Jojo now. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cool. And check uh, me out on Twitter at Joby Jojo. That's about it. Yeah, you can yeah. find me at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. And that is it for this week. Um, 
I don't know what we're talking about next week. Uh, Returnal is apparently out next week, but I don't know if we'll have it by then. Uh, mm. The previews dropped while we've been recording. Everybody's right. going bonkers for this game. Um, yeah, which is which weird, is cause... surprising. <laughs> yeah, because I did think it looked very good, but yeah. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Uh, it's it's definitely piqued my interest. So uh, we will. Uh, uh, yeah, at this stage, I'm playing that game. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, anyway, thanks everyone for listening to my show. And uh, we might see Joe next week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Love you. Bye.